Episode 33 of Geeks, the world's number one entertainment podcast recorded in this very room. I'm your host, Al White. I prefer cardio to weights. I've never seen Breaking Bad, and my favorite Batman film is Mask of the Phantasm. Joining me today for this very special podcast, which I say every week, because every week's a special Yeah, it's week. very special. Because you only have that week once. Yeah, never come so back. So it's kind of special. Uh, Freddy versus Jason. Justin Mariconda. Hello. And my very special guest here for a second week in a row, her last week here with us, Eagle versus Shark, Nicola. I'm going to write down what the order corrected, Petrifies. Whoa, that's a new one. So yes. not even pet rides this week, no. Petrifies. How you guys been? What's your week been? What you been up to? Justin, let's start with you because you went here Yeah, last I wasn't week. here. I was gone. I was in Hawaii, Oahu, working mm-hmm. and also visiting my family. I got, got to nice. be there on someone else's dime, which was cool. Yeah, I ate a lot of food, got a lot of sun. Well, that just happenstance? Like, or do you take jobs purely on their yeah. conference with the family? <laughs> yeah. so I'm just like, uh, is my family there? Then I'll take your job. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you allowed to talk about what you're doing? Or is that um, I, don't, I don't even know if I signed an NDA. Okay, don't but, talk about uh, it. I was, there's this company. They wanted a person in it. i in it. <laughs> there's a girl in it. I say nice things. She says yes. And... Next thing you know, we're talking about stuff. I think you painted a vivid picture. Yeah, yeah. that, yeah, can that only sounds amazing. Yeah. When can I watch it? Um, I think it'll be actually out in two months, but it only oh. airs in Hawaii. But oh, the lady, I'll fly to Hawaii tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll get a job in Hawaii. You yeah. literally just made a list of all the things that I've ever wanted to see in a movie. Just <laughs> yeah, so um, so it might be up for an Oscar. <laughs> what else have you been up to? Have you been watching anything, playing anything, or you just been consumed with travel and work? Uh, let's see what's that I watched recently. Nothing. Yeah, I've just been consumed. Actually, I've been watching this show. It's a guilty pleasure, but I grew up in that time period. But I've been watching the show. Moon. Yes, <laughs> actually. I'm close to shed it if you're watching. Um, no, uh, the show called Gold the Goldbergs. It's uh, I don't know that one. It's a sitcom, but it takes place in the 80s, so it has a lot of things that I grew up with. It's a is it, is it filmed now though yeah they're on their i think they just wrapped their season that they're filming right now hmm. and then also new girl because there's two really hilarious characters on it no i like oh. new girl new yeah i mean zoe you know she's all no, right she drives me but, crazy, but I like the guy who plays nick and schmidt holy crap yeah. they're hilarious yeah yeah nick's a nice guy yeah seems like a really nice guy um, he also does not a dance and they no there's a there's an episode <laughs> where they all dance and he's just completely off he, th- I saw an interview and he's like, yeah, um, yeah, I would just, you know, I would always tell the choreographer, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm confident with it. And it was just so bad. It was, <laughs> so yeah, bad. It was amazing. What more could you want? Oh, Nicola. Yes. This is your first week in LA. It's my and first week in LA ever. And you leave ever, tomorrow. Ever, ever in this life. And I leave tomorrow. Um, and I'm don't want to think about it because it's making me a little bit sad. Oh, but you got to yeah. go back to sunny Australia. You just trade one know. beach place for another beach place. I know, I know, I know. How have no. you been doing? What have you been up to this week? Oh, now? I've been doing some amazing stuff. Um, I've been, well, I've been experiencing <laughs> LA through the eyes of of Alan Katie, which has been really cool. Oh. Um, I've also experienced last night the eyes of LA through Mr. Dan March, who's <laughs> uh, recently come over here and is going to 
blow the place up in a very good way with his stand-up comedy. Oh, good. I'm glad yes. you finished that yes. sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, in an American In a very English way. In a very English way. Yeah. Yeah, it's been amazing. Um, so I've uh, been doing lots of really interesting stuff. Um, been getting a feel for the place, which has been really nice. Venice would, is a nice place to get a feel for. Would you LA. recommend LA to a friend? Yes. Because lots of people have a bad impression of LA. I did before I came here. Yeah, I think it depends what you do. Uh, I think it depends who you who you um, who you listen to for things to do. I mean, you've got to do the touristy stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. At least um, once. At least once, yeah. But there are some very nice spots around here. And a lot of, I, I was surprised to find out how many people I know here. Mm. And it's been really nice meeting up with all of them and seeing what they've been up to. And some of them in film, some of them not. Um, and yeah, everyone seems to be having a good time. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I also watched Daredevil, which was a lot of fun. We have, we've watched <laughs> a bit of Daredevil. You've also been going to, um, like, I notice when I go to sleep, you're still on Facebook still three or four in the yes. morning. <laughs> are, you watching, are you watching other stuff or are you just doing businessy things? I'm what? partly doing businessy things because we've still got a couple of things in post-production at the moment. Um, but I'm also getting ready for the time shift because oh, I okay. know that I'm going to have to... It doesn't matter if I sleep in. It doesn't matter if I stay up till four in the morning because my whole clock is going to change again tomorrow night because I'm arriving 14 hours and two days later. You're traveling to the future. I'm traveling to don't, the future. No spoilers. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Don't spoil us. Don't yeah. Spoil us. yeah. I'll let you know the lottery numbers. They're all in the future. Um, how do you do, how are you like in the Daredevil? You hadn't quite finished the first season of Daredevil, but you said you were Not enjoying quite. it. Yes, I, I loved it. Um, <laughs> I, I really nah, like that kind of stuff anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, I like that kind of stuff anyway, and I thought it was beautifully shot. And what really got me um, with the first... Well, with the pilot was the colour grading. It sounds really weird, but mm. I really loved the way yeah. that it had That's green and up. red in the same shot, and they were both really rich and... And yeah, I really liked it. So I also find the characters quite interesting because they're sort of, they're in development. Whereas a lot of movies you go and see that have superheroes in them, they've already been superheroes for a very long time. And, oh. and mm-hmm. so they're kind of so different from a normal person that you kind of don't see the normality, as it were. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think Daredevil does occupy that interesting space between just the origin story mm-hmm. and now nah, I'm a superhero and I'm really, really cool. It's yeah. kind of mostly just occupies that middle bit of kind of, well, I've started on this road, but it's a long road to get to where I need to get to yeah. kind of thing. Which, yeah, it's potentially yeah. a good point. Mm. Yes. What about you? What have you been up to? Mm, yes, uh, Al, Yeah, I was watching doing? some Daredevil 2 in this watching Daredevil session. D- Daredevil. Um, I've done a few more now. We're on episode 7, I think. <gasps> Trying to take my time with it a little mm. bit because yeah. it's really hard with Netflix stuff because it all just goes off in one done but we wanted to do a, we might still do it but we wanted to do a podcast talking about them episode by episode but you can't do it how you'd normally do it because everyone's you know gonna watch it at different times and yeah. it's not like a weekly show uh i really this new season i think is great it's still got some hokey problems and stuff and some very stupid dialogue but <laughs> you can kind of chuckle along with those bits all right the production value is so much better and mm-hmm. it comes out the gate just fighting it's really oh, cool. nice i think episode four is my favorite one so far um but it's all really really good very really good um, but I'm still watching West Wing again. It's what I do because I fucking love West Wing. West Wing, it's my West favorite Wing. show. Uh, playing more Hitman. Um, I haven't been playing games that much this week because I've just been either working or hanging out with Nicola. But um, yeah, I play some Hitman. I'm just, I'm still just frustrated. We talked a little bit about it last week, so I don't want to go on about it. But I'm still frustrated with the episodic content of it. I just want all of the different levels there to play around in, and instead, basically, got three training ones, which I'm not going to do more than once. Um, and then one proper level which is very cool 
but then it's just well i only have that level to keep doing over and over again until next month when mm. i don't know how many levels are with each one yeah um play a little bit titan souls again you remember that game from last year titan souls. i forced it to be on our list for best games of the year when we had that ridiculous episode yeah, yeah. we were all voting for games we haven't played yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that game sounds awesome yeah. yeah um and you got some game on i didn't like that none of us have played other than you yeah. ended up in our top Heroes five of the storm. somehow. Yeah. Ridiculous, man. Which is good. I would have... Really if I had played more of Titan Souls like I have now, I would have fought for that to be higher. It's really yeah. cool. It's only on PS4 and you play... This is, It's done in old school Zelda sort of style. You're a little okay. sort of 8, 16-bit. I guess in between those. A uh, little character running around. And you just got a bow and one arrow and that's what oh, you have. Wow. But it's kind of like Shadow of the Colossus in that you just yeah. fight big bosses. That's what you do, but really cool imaginative bosses. And you go in these different rooms and you have to figure out how to kill them with your one arrow. And once you've fought, fired your arrow, you can press a button to like will it back to you so you'll catch it again. But you're obviously frozen still while that's yeah. happening. And it's really hard. It's almost Dark Souls hard. That's really, really awesome. tough. Um, one arrow. But yeah, really cool. Rule them all. And I played a little bit of new Pokemon Tournament. Um, which I wouldn't normally play that stuff, but it was getting really good reviews as a genuinely great fighting game. Um, oh, I thought you said poker. No, no, no. <laughs> I was no. like, what? I've lost all my money. We're closing <laughs> down. Uh, no, the poker, the new Pokemon game. Oh, on, yeah. An actual game to play on Wii U, of which there's maybe six. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was really cool. It's really fun. It's really beautiful. Um, and the fighting mechanics are actually really good. It's kind of Smash Brothers style at some point. Does it have little mini games? though? No. It doesn't. I don't know. I'm not. I've come across yet. Uh, do you remember Pokemon Stadium? I don't know. Yeah. If yeah. This is a bit like that. Okay. But better mechanically, definitely. Yeah. Because they also had mini games, though. Yeah, I don't. I mean, maybe they're wrong. Maybe I don't come across them. Yeah, I come across them. But I haven't played that much of it. But I'm liking it. If you have a Wii U, go and get Pokemon Tournament. Because what else are you going to spend your money on? That's true. Basically. Uh, Alex isn't <laughs> here because he Oof. is. He came down with a migraine last night and Nate isn't here because he's off in South by Southwest doing cool things with the cool people cool stuff well we just you know <laughs> he's just walking up to people Bioshock and watching them run away uh, so let's start the podcast like we do every single week with Nate's blowdown uh, Nate's not around so I'm going to cover movie stuff Justin you're going to cover game stuff yep. this week <clears throat> should we start with games yeah. Now, we have a lot of news on both sides. Games and movies. A ton of cool stuff happened. Like, of course, after we recorded the podcast last week, we wake up and all this big news shit that happened. Yeah. And it was very frustrating. So most of the podcast this week, we're just going to be dealing with... News. <sighs> news. 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 Mostly good news. Though. I don't think there's much bad news, news this week. Okay. Uh, so, Justin, it's your first time hosting the yeah. games. It's a you lot of pressure. Lot. This, is, this is like an audition. Yeah. Basically. Because <clears throat> if you nail this... This could be Alex. yours. This could be yours. You can yeah. get get Nate out of the way. Yep. Clear that. We'll clear, right. clear a little Justin space. <laughs> That's a keyboard sound. <laughs> That's your keyboard <laughs> that I don't have with me, unfortunately. All right. So, how many things do we have on the list? Fourteen mm. things. Fourteen things. Oh, with wow. a subcategory of one, two, three, yeah. four, five, <laughs> six. All right, let's get going. All right. Game news. So, number one on my list is. South by Southwest Awards. So they gave out some awards at South by Southwest. I'm just going to highlight a few. Please. So Video Game of the Year goes out to The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. Uh, mobile Game of the Year, Her Story. Oh, yeah, a mobile game as well. Yeah. Of course it is. That's great. And if you That's still great. play old school... Oh, sweet. I've played this series. Um, <laughs> tabletop Game of the Year goes to Pandemic 
Legacy, the original Pandemic is. I don't I don't know if it's the same one, but it's basically a game where you all work together to stop a virus from outbreaking. Oh. Yeah, that's cool. And it's really hard to usually lose. How many when you have a tabletop game of the year, how many tabletop games are released? Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, want, I would like to know. It's like, well, we released eight this year. And <laughs> yeah, because it's a lot of development. All right. Uh, excellent in ar- ex- excellence in art goes to Bloodborne. Yeah. Uh, gameplay is Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. Wow, this is a really long list. You don't need to go for all these. Yeah. Pick, pick uh, out the ones that you like. Okay. Uh the visual achievement goes out to The Order, 1886. It was really pretty. That was a really pretty game. Yeah. I don't think that game's as bad as everyone says it is. It's yeah. just the gameplay is not that much. Yeah, fun. it's just very. But the strange. game, it's I like still think, is really good. Yeah, but the gameplay yeah. is just not. Yeah. Uh, excellence in multiplayer goes out to Rocket League because that is so fun. Just <laughs> very addicting. Uh, most value, valuable esports team, Evil Geniuses. Congratulations. I like the ones you're picking here. <laughs> <laughs> Most enduring character is Laura Croft, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, she has endured yeah. quite a lot. Quite a while. Getting quite impaled. A she's endured so me spots. drowning her yeah. for about <laughs> two decades. <laughs> well, she's all stiff up a lip, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. she is. Mm-hmm. Um, most promising new intellectual property <laughs> goes out to Splatoon. Are you, are you laughing at we use Splatoon? <laughs> yeah, I'm just... This, <laughs> This category, most promising new intellectual property. Mm. Uh, Gamer's voice word in single player is super hot. <laughs> Gamer voice award in multiplayer, gang beast. Gang beast? Gang is beast. that real? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that, that one. And the most fulfilling crowdfunded game is Undertale. So check that one out. We'd also say yet another, his third yeah. award in the year for most entertaining online personality for our friend Greg Miller. Yeah. Um, that is the South by Southwest Awards. Well, well done, South by Southwest. Some very strange. I, I didn't. Yeah. Honest, I'll be honest. I didn't know they did games. Yeah, that I didn't much know that detail. Is that like a new thing that they do? I mean, I thought they did them, but I didn't think they didn't like that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So a lot of categories. Cool. It's like what well on Texas. All right. Now to other game news. Bioshock. I think you mean Bioshock? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. More information has emerged hitting the Bioshock collection. For current-gen systems, spotted on a Taiwanese game rating website with a potential cover picture, this piece of info backs up what we heard last September when South African site Raru, hopefully I pronounced that right, <laughs> published a listing for the game with a release date of November 2015, which obviously didn't happen. That didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, you a Bioshock fan, Justin? Yeah, I'm all about the boo 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 The more bees, the better. Yeah. Uh, did you play Infinite? No, I played a little bit of Infinite. I didn't finish it. I'm the same. Yeah. I was really hyped, but the gameplay pissed me off so much. Oh, really? I was in it for the story and the graphics and the world. Yeah, I got to. Me. Where the heck was I? I don't remember. It's been a while. It's too shooty shooty. Um, mm. Would you. Would I go back? Would you play a remastered playstation 4 xbox one version of the bioshocks yeah i would i would get my bioshock on with a new new develop or a new graphics buff yep yeah it appeals to me just an appealing the bioshock one's one of the best games yeah made. and to have it just boost up a little bit to know you can always play it on your current gen system it's nice to have that on your shelf yeah. depending on price bracket Be way more eerie too if the because you would have better lighting you'd have yeah, well, it depends. Like, did they really go? Oh, I guess they haven't. But it's always, yeah. an, is it going to be just a you know HD version or is it going to be an actual upgrade yeah. in terms of resolution? I hope it's an actual upgrade. 
Who did just the HD bar? There's, there's been so many. Yeah, yeah so like, many. Why? Well, Twilight Princess basically sort of just did that. Yeah, they like so, uh, Sony, um, Nintendo have become very good at that. Like with Wind Waker, it's essentially just a buff. But yeah, it looks fucking incredible. Yeah, I love Wind Waker. A lot of people didn't like it for some. That's my favorite. Stuff. Yeah, because you're in a boat. <laughs> How did you go in a boat? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's all you need from me. Look how exciting it is. Yeah, Have you heard of the, the game? What were we looking at? Burly Men at Sea? Yes. What? Burly Men at Sea. It's so like a cute. narrative adventure sort of story. Game. Are you a burly man? You Just are like three men with, yeah, massive, with a beard. massive beard. It's really cute. I got to look at that. All right. Beautiful. Moving on to number three. Cute. How rude. Can't, they've come to catch how you rude. with the butterfly net, Justin. Ah! happened. Gears of War 4. That just that goes off the tongue really smooth. Yeah. The Gears of War 4 beta will kick off on April 18th. If you own a Gears of War Ultimate Edition and played it prior to April 11th, you will start to receive download tokens in waves. Early access ends on April 24th, at which point select, it, select Xbox Live Gold members will be invited until the end of the beta on May 1st. We've made these things complicated, though. Yeah. <laughs> so many this. dates. We're going to give you tokens, and if you get enough tokens, you can It'll play your game. And you <laughs> don't know exactly what day it will turn off, and you'll get to. Okay. Sounds like a mess. Next up, number four Takoma, or known as Tacoma. <laughs> the Fulbright Company has published their upcoming game, Tacoma, or Takoma. I think it's definitely Taco. Takoma. Back to the first half of 2017. The acclaimed developer, whose last game was incredibly important, Gone Home, had this to say. <clears throat> Do my best Nate impression. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! After we did our big <laughs> unveiling last summer, we sent out a play, play, play. Let's build to a bunch of fellow developers we trust. Took a lo- long, hard look at the feedback and our own feelings on where we were at, and decided to re-examine and rework a number of the core assumptions we'd held about the game. I'm not gonna lie, Justin. You were, you were doing a really good job. And I was thinking Nate's out. I think Nate's <laughs> out of a job. And then you come in with a Nate impersonation <laughs> voice. And you, you got more to prove again now. You gotta climb back up the ladder. He's just gotta do all the voice. He should just do all the quotes. No, he Nate should do quotes. he should do none of the quotes <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, that's uh, a bit of a bummer that it's gonna be back on twenty seventeen. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was coming out this year. These are the guys who did going home, you know. And to be honest, he was very nice. Yeah. Like his his quote there is very honest. Yeah. Which is so rare you get a developer actually being honest about. Look, they're, you know what? Humans. We've given it to people. Mm-hmm. They didn't like some stuff. We were a bit nervous about the stuff they didn't like because we didn't really like it. <laughs> so we're going to go back and yeah. sort it out. Yeah. Like, it's it was be, really cool to be there. Take their time. Yeah. And it's important. You'd rather have something out that you're already happy with. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And particularly when yeah, their last game, Gone Home, was one of the instigating movements in indie mm-hmm. games sort of becoming yeah. a whole different seri- medium that could be taken more seriously yeah. and do new things. Mm-hmm. So oh. you don't want to follow that up with something where people are... Yeah. Well, one hits. It'll be good. Maybe they'll take this one home, you know? <laughs> All right, moving on. I really, I really <laughs> hate you. All right. Axiom Verge. 16-bit style Metroidvania title Axiom Verge is coming to Xbox One and Wii U later this year. Devel- developer Tom Hap. Hap? Is it Hap? Hop. 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 Ha. You have to pronounce both P's. Spent five years making the game in his spare time, and it was released in March 2015 for PS4 and PC to great acclaim. There's also a PS PS Vita version coming. It's that that game looks cool. It's kind of a cross between Metroid meets Metal Slug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks super fun. I'm a big 
Metal Slug fan. And I actually yeah. like Castlevania a lot, um, which we're going to get to later on in this list. Oh. But I'm not really a Metroidvania fan normally, uh, overall. Like, I didn't really yeah. like Ori in the Blind Forest, and I don't like a lot of that stuff, um, just because I don't really like the backtracking. I don't like the yeah. going back and forth and like we going back through areas that have already been. I like progression and new areas all the you time. You just got to keep moving forward. Got to keep. <laughs> you just got to pick yourself up and keep moving forward. Yeah. That's, that's what Batman would do. That's what he would. Unless he's Ben Affleck. Just you kidding. don't think he's gonna pick himself <laughs> up? You think he's yeah. just gonna, that's gonna be the twist? Yeah. It's gonna be I, I five quit. minutes and over at the beginning of, that, of Batman vs Superman. It's too uh, much work. Very sleepy. <laughs> Number six, Falate Quattro, Fallout Four. Fallout Four's first piece of DLC has a release date, and it's today, <gasps> right oh. now, right now as we speak. I mm. uh, lost my place on March twenty second. <laughs> Automatron will be downloadable and it has a new trailer too, which showcases a more in-depth piece of gameplay than expected. Players can hunt down and destroy evil robots, use harvested parts, and then create their own custom companions for the game. Paint jobs and voice customization options are also available for players above level 15. You can pick up the DLC for $10 as standalone or purchase it as part of the season pass. Why wouldn't you have the season pass? Yeah, fucking do that stuff. Yeah, do the season great pass. Great stuff coming. Also, that's funny. Why would you not be over level fifteen by now? Yeah, well, unless you start a new game. You're not going to be doing DLC if you're not over level yeah. fifteen. So yeah, you do fine. I think that's a smart one. Um, with dying light, we talked about was that last week or the week before? Uh, um, a couple weeks ago. I was playing yeah. their DLC, yeah, and I couldn't do it because I wasn't at a high enough level. Oh. But it's because their DLC it. didn't complement the original. It was basically a whole new piece of content, which interested me more than the original. Yeah. But it was pretty much locked behind a you know, level barrier. It's so. like, you can't go past this gate. You're like, wait, but I'm like, I got this grappling. Well, it lets you do whatever you want, but you just die all the time because you're just not ready for it. You yeah. can't handle it. And I don't, want, I don't want to play the original game enough. Yeah. Just hey, to be ready don't let them hold you down. You can do it. I'll, do, don't I'll play a different game. <laughs> <laughs> Something like... I was going to say that this Fallout 1 looks cool because we're all interested in the last one. Was it called yeah. Harbor, Bay Harbor, Far yeah. Harbor, Far Harbor, um, which is their proper story one. But this one actually looks really cool, the video. Of it. I'm down to make my own custom companion. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Companions. Just like weird one, science. <laughs> Ex Machina. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Number seven, TMNT. Platinum's new game, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutants in Manhattan, has a release date. The four-player co-op game is hitting Xbox One, 360, PS3, PS4, and PC on May 24th. Not Wii U, apparently. No Wii U. P- but it's all right. They've got Pokemon Tournament, man. That's fine. Yeah. They're good. They have their one game for the six months. Um, why do you always have to give subheadings like this? Why do you have to say Mutants twice in the same title? Yeah. It's a lot of M's, too. Yeah. Mutants in Manhattan, Monday just, morning. I know, for starters, everyone knows the Teenage Mutant Turtles are in Manhattan. And for second, oh, if you really? Didn't, I thought they were in New York. I'm going to hit you with something. And for second, if you didn't, why would that be the thing to point out? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it would be like the new yeah Batman film. They're like, Batman, he lives in Gotham City. <laughs> like, you know, okay. It sounds, it sounds like a... Like a German film title. Mutants they in all, Manhattan. Well, they'll always give you the title and then the, ger- the German kind of um, translation of oh, it. Oh, okay. So they'll go, um, I don't know, The Witch DXer <laughs> or something. Right, right, right. So you oh, get or both. they'll change the original to make it even dumber. 
So it sounds cool because it's English and then just give you some crappy, especially if the words are very similar. It's just embarrassing. It's one of my favorite ones when you get, yeah, the different translations of films. Yeah. Like some of my films, some of my friends who are in yeah Japan or Brazil and they mm. don't know what film you're talking about because yeah. their title is something completely it's different. so simple. We were just talking about Step Up the other day when we were in France yeah. called Sexy Dance. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Love Sexy Dance. <laughs> So good. Wait, is Chan and Tatum? But in I want to know if they redub those bits. Where it's like, you're gonna step up. Like, are you gonna sexy dance? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, hope well, so. I'm gonna sexy dance everywhere. <laughs> you can't sexy dance over here. <laughs> We're the sexy dancers. Well, Independence Day, because there's the whole thing about <laughs> it's not over till the fat lady sings. Right. They start talking about the cigar being the fat lady because that doesn't translate over. So they have to say it's not over until we smoke the fat lady, and that's the name <laughs> of the cigar. It's really that weird. Means something wildly different. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Whoa. Thank okay. you, Germany. Mm-hmm. Go crazy. Go Deutschland. Well, I also thought mutants in Manhattan means you know they're like out on the city buying new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they're redecorating the sewer. It's like that scene of Pretty yeah. Woman. <laughs> they get turned down in shop, and Splinter comes in with yeah. a credit card and puts yeah. it down. Yep. <laughs> All right. Number. I'm gonna. I appreciate you think you're taller than you are, Jester. No, no, I'm just no, gonna no. readjust your no, microphone. I just, I just don't want to slouch. I'm like slouching. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the Good microphone posture. is dictating your posture. Yeah. It's like, hey, step it up. Right. Or sexy dance. Sexy, sexy dance. Go on. All right. Number eight. Firewatch. Firewatch has sold around five hundred thousand. That's half a million copies since releasing on that February is. 9th. Very good. It looks like publisher Panic Inc. has made its money back in about a day. In other stats, the game's photo dome feature, which allows. Pay- Allows players to snap in-game photos and upload them to a server for a physical printing. Has sent 214, 802 photos uploaded so far. They've sent out well over 1,000 sets. Did you do this? Could you, you know, you, did you play Firewatch on PC or on PS4? I put it on PS4. PS4. Okay. Yeah, because on PS4 you just get the photos you take in this game, Nicola, as you play it. Mm-hmm. You have a little camera and you, it's yeah. very environmental friendly and beautiful and peaceful. Mm-hmm. And you take photos of things and at the end during the credits you get to see your photos developing and... Oh. They're all like lined up, and on the PC you can then actually there's a thing a form at the end so you can order them, and the, the developer will print them for you and send them to your that house. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna do that. It's cool. Yeah, so I have some cool. friends who run their office. They just have their Firewatch photos of yeah the sites. I'm gonna take a picture oh. of the fire and me watching. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Uncharted for the Thief's End. <clears throat> it's coming, Justin. It's finally happening. Uncharted for a Thief's End has gone gold. I should probably not whisper this whole thing. <laughs> Uncharted 4, Thief's End has gone gold. Yeah. The co-director co- and writer Neil Druckmann posted a picture on Twitter showing an image of Uncharted 4 installing on a PS4. After a few delays, the game will finally hit stores on May 10th. Yes! <sighs> two months. Two I know. months. Well, so far, just two months. Actually. It is a ways away. It's going to take a long but time. It's done. But now it's a chance to you know replay the entire thing. The series and then by the well, time we just it comes did that, out, yeah, we just well, did that. Do it again. No, do it I'm better. Do it, I do it better. To. You can't make me. <laughs> Number ten, Paranormal Activity <laughs> I, I, VR. I, I can see for a second your brain was thinking of the ways you can make. Yeah, <laughs> there's a Paranormal Activity VR game that was shown off at GDC last week in style of PT. Quote, quoting things. It's coming to Vive. 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 I knew it was Vive. I don't know why you I said say Vive. Vive. VV, uh, PSVR, and Oculus Rift this summer. We just watched a little video on that. Yeah, um, spooky. So let's talk a little bit scary. about. Do we have any other VR yeah, news? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. do the next bit of VR. Yeah. Let's jump huh? to the number twelve. Number twelve, 
we're gonna come back to number eleven. Why don't we just read eleven and then jump to twelve? Because eleven's really because close. we're gonna do all the VR together. Okay. Okay. PSVR. Sony finally revealed the price and release date for of the PSVR last week at GDC. Three hundred ninety nine American dollars or three hundred fifty nine of the weird European money. Pounds. Pounds. And is it no no that's euros because you no, guys have it's a t- not euros is an no, e. It's a pound. Oh, well, pound wiggly squiggly money. <laughs> it's not even real. Just kidding. It comes in gold chests. <laughs> gold token coins. <laughs> yeah. ah. I'm, text- I'm texting me. <laughs> Released in October 2016, hidden costs come in the form of you'll need a PlayStation camera, currently $50. How much is that in pounds? Was About that like? 45. Mm-hmm. 45 pounds. And a Move controller, currently $25 or $60 with a navigation controller to use the device. Tech Insider have reported that a bundle will be coming that includes all three, but pricing hasn't been announced yet. PlayStation's world head of studio, Shuei Yoshida, confirmed <laughs> that the bundle will be coming to the SCEA region, adding the reason for the camera not being already included as, quote, we didn't put it in because... Don't be- do it, man. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> because many people already own it. It's fucking Shuhei. Don't do it, man. I was trying to give him the best accent that I could. <laughs> I couldn't mean We didn't put it in because many people already own it. <sighs> yeah. So, that's... Also, that's kind of... PSVR kinda finally bit. announced. We know the price now. $400. Um, what do we have then? Oculus Rift, yep. $600. Vive, $800. Oculus Rift and Vive needing about a $1,000 PC. Pretty got that one down here. All right. <laughs> um, so I've got the dates down here. Oculus Rift comes out 28th of March. Um, Vive oh. comes out 5th of April. PSVR, not till October. But you can pre-order it as of right now. Um well, tomorrow for us recording. But right now, if you're listening, so which presumably you are, of course. Yeah. Otherwise, how else? Everyone's are you the in the room? Are you listening. in the room right yeah. now? Otherwise, you wouldn't know well. that it's tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so paranormal. Okay, we we've been dodging VR a bit on this podcast for a while because yeah. it's a huge thing to discuss, and we'll definitely get back into it when the guys are back. But since this is a big prevalent week, we're in basically the final week before VR comes out. Yeah. Um. Let's talk a little bit about it, about what we feel, um, because it's happening, whether you like it or not. The reality is it's coming. It's happening. Yeah. Like you were saying, Nicola. <laughs> the future is nice. It's a lot for, you know, other things outside of games, um, which yeah. I personally think, and I've been quite vocal on this, is where it's going to end up more. I don't think, mm. I think games is going to end up as something in a weird bracket. I don't think it's going to take over how people think it will. But let's just stick to games for a minute. Yeah. How do you feel, Justin, let's start with you. All right. Are you going to buy any of these? Do any of these interest you? Do you want VR in your life? I know you said you're more interested in augmented reality. Yeah. Um, but hey, you know, I like the Virtual Boy when that came out. That was kind of cool. Virtual Boy. <laughs> yeah, the first VR set. Man, yeah. sick. Um, the one that interests me the most, uh, I do like how the PS VR is, you know, it's designed really well and it looks very sleek. But I'd probably save up money and get the Vive. The big boy. The VV. Because um, I have a really, I have a good computer, and I think it would probably be compatible with a lot of the games that I play. I play Star Citizen, and that's visually stimulating. It's insane, and the sounds mm-hmm. are really good. Um, it's, what's his name? It's Robert something. I forgot his last name. He's the guy that made Freelancer. You don't play PC. I don't play <laughs> fucking PC. You're just talking against the wall right now. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I wouldn't want to... W- play a game that you can see the lines and all that you know yeah the, i'd rather have something that's visually polished 
Okay. Like so handsome. that's really what's it like. If you're going to do it, you'd rather go Yeah, go way. big. Why not go big? You know? Yeah. And then... Uh, How about the room spatial thing, though? Because you really need to have... I've heard tales of people, you know, when you have the clear demo rooms. Yeah. Because Vive, yeah, for people listening who don't really understand, Vive is definitely the most high fidelity of them. Um, but it's also the most cumbersome in terms of you have like big leads coming out from it and the headset isn't quite as comfortable apparently as say PSVR, PSVR. But definitely the most sophisticated, but you have to have a big room and all the demos are done in a clear room because it's the only one that maps your actual body movement as well. So you can wander around inside the environment. How do you think that's going to work for your home? Would you actually clear space for this kind of thing? Probably not as much as it would you would want to, but I feel by the time, like I'm not going to get it when it first comes out. I'll probably wait a bit. They'll maybe patch it where that it'll detect objects in your house because you know how it said that it makes yeah kind of a netting wall if you're about to run into something. I feel maybe it'll do that for certain things. I think it does for certain things, but yeah. I don't know yeah the level of it because there's no reason why because they got like two sensors which are presumably not with the same technology because it's patented, but use a similar thing to connect, I guess, to map out your room yeah. with dots. Um, I'm guessing. I don't yeah. know. Or, you know, I just go outside and I've got infinite space there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never going to run into a wall. Um, so you wouldn't then... So the PSVR, like, you know, you're going to plug it in. It's just going to work. It's not going to be as high fidelity, but it's $400. Yeah. You got to buy the camera, though, if you don't have the camera. Yeah, that's the thing. I wouldn't want to do the... Because the PlayStation 1 is going to eventually... I mean... If I didn't want to spend a lot of money, I'd do the Oculus Rift because by the time you get the PSVR, you already have to buy all this other crap. So it's you're just a little bit shy of the Oculus Rift and that's mm -hmm. compatible, I think. Probably going to be with everything, right? You yeah. just like plug it in. Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's going to... Well, maybe we'll, not. We'll but, see. Yeah. Um, but you've got... You're off to a good start because you've got a you know, a good new yeah. PC rig. Beef, beefy computer. <laughs> Nicola, you don't play video games very much. Not anymore. But... But... Um, does I've, any of this interest you? It does to a certain extent. Um, I think it would change the way I've, I've always played video games drastically because I've always played them in social settings. So I've never owned a, a console. I've always gone to my friends and, and we've all sat together and played together or watched each other play. And I think having a big headset on stops you interacting with your friends mm -hmm. and stops your friends seeing what you're doing. And um, so that would change change that aspect of it completely. So you think it's an exclusive kind of format to play sort of thing? A lot more than, than just having it up on a screen and, and everyone taking part. Mm -hmm. You know, and you can't, if you're, say you're watching, you're, you're playing paranormal activity, you know, and you get really scared. It's just you getting scared and everyone else around you is wondering what's going on. Well, this is way, so I think, well, the ones I've used, there's something on the screen as well, so people mm. can still see the screen. But it's not nearly but as they're immersive. Not, you're yeah. trying to like block them out, essentially, because exactly. the headphones are designed to block out sound as yeah. much as they can. Yeah. So kind of it turns into a natural thing of your friends are kind of laughing at you a bit Yeah. when you're inside it. That's <laughs> the experience I've had. Yeah. Um, and I've heard people say when they're playing and then one of their friends will just kind of come up and brush them and mm. things like that to freak them out to see how close they could get. And it's really not cool. Yeah. It's really not cool. It's stuff really like scary. <laughs> So I'd rather be scared with my friends than yeah right than um, have them. What if you have multiplayer VR stuff like you know? Like Even so, I think I think real real interaction when you can see yeah. the other person's real other person's real face and their real expression is way more powerful than if I'm running around a room with someone and and they're represented in a digital form. So are you more interested in like Microsoft Hololens, like the augmented thing that Justin likes? Yeah, yeah, I think I think that has a lot of potential. Obviously, at the moment, it's at baby steps, and in 10 years' time, we're going to be watching the video that we watched earlier and go, oh, my gosh, we used to be excited about that. Yeah. But it's really, it's it's a start to something that could be really interesting because I think it doesn't lose that human component. Mm 
that yeah. putting a, a screen on your face does. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 the same in terms of I want to be excited about VR. And again, mm. like if we're just keeping it to talking about games, I've had two experiences with it. Both made me feel kind of nauseous, one less than the other. But I I don't know. I mean, I would definitely get the PSVR just because I know it works. And I know it's not... I've already got the camera, so I've just got to pay 400 bucks or 399 mm. or whatever. And I know I'll plug it in and it'll work. And that, for me, as a consumer, is what I want with anything. Mm. I just want to know. It just works and I plug it in. That's why I'm not a PC gamer. I, but increasingly, consoles are becoming that fucking problem as we yeah. talked you know, about before. Consoles are gradually pushing towards PC and PC's gradually pushing towards console with mm. things like trying to make... Then they're just going to meet in the middle and be exactly the same thing. It's like, I'd rather... I mean, PC, you know, everything just had its thing and did what mm -hmm. it did. And what I want from a console is something that just works. Um, so with VR, that interests me. I would buy the Vive, absolutely, because like you say, it's, you know, it's the one that's got the best fidelity and it's the, you know, it does really interesting things. Mm. Yeah. How often would I actually... I mean, I don't know if it works. I've got an Alienware Alpha. I would buy a Steambox, but I'm not going to buy a PC rig for this. There's no way. I'm not going to get involved with that stuff. I want it in my living room. I don't want it, you know... In, I don't have to get that sort of thing for that setup but how often would I actually use it even if all of those things happened I don't know you'd bring a friend around and you do it every now and then yeah. but again yeah like you're saying at a party environment it would be strange Yeah. as a one on one just two or three of us hanging out would be kind of cool and you could pass it around and have an experience sort mm. of thing but yeah, I don't know how much on my own I'd actually sit there. It just weirds me out. Augmented reality, mm. I find way more appropriate in terms yeah. of I still understand my surrounding and yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Um, but it's the kind of thing you want, like I can imagine going out to the arcade, you know, and sitting in a booth where you're protected and putting on a VR unit and having a cool, immersive yeah. experience. Yeah. Um, uh, at home, I just don't know how often I'm really going to use yeah. it. Maybe that's the way forward then. It's just something like, like karaoke that you go and hire a booth for yeah. and you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just look like an idiot in front of yeah, everybody Yeah, but that's else. okay. You know, if you're having a great time, then you can look as much as an, as an idiot as you want. If you're having a great time, that's yeah. fantastic. Mm. That's the way to go. But so long as it doesn't detract from your experience. Yeah. But that's, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing with the vibe, with the walking around. I mean, if that works, I haven't used the vibe. And if that really works and mm, you're in a room that's appropriate, that's incredible. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's like such an interesting experience to have. And I'd love to have that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not spending a thousand on a PC yeah. and 800 on mm. the rig. And then knowing like these are going to get outdated so quick. Within 12 months, it'll be like Apple. There'll be new iterations. Yeah. <coughs> that'll be, have higher res, better yeah. specs. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very interested um, what's going to happen. And it all kicks off next week. What else we got, Justin? All right, number 11. Sony's reply on cross-platform. Sony replied to Xbox offer for the cross-platform play. Quote. Don't do it. Just speak, voice. just speak your voice, man. I'll say it. You've already got an accent. We would be happy to have the conversation with any publishers or developers who are interested in cross-platform play. Good job. Yeah. It is, yeah, well-restrained. We would be. Oh, yeah, really, you're out of here. Um, this, is, this is really huge. Were you yeah. Here? Was it last week we were upon this? I think you were away when we were upon Yeah, I was, aw I was away. Microsoft came out to say we're doing this thing and we want a game. Like Rocket League was going to be the first one. Now that we have yeah. it, we want it to be cross-platform. Not just with PC, but all yeah platforms so that means we, you if they want to yeah um but obviously people turned to sony to ask them what they thought it took them a few days and they came yeah. back saying yeah we're open to that possibility which is huge yeah we can all play games together yep mm. which really just starts to you know other than platform exclusive it just really then narrows that window into okay well yeah. why bother having different consoles why not just have one console yeah 
that does everything. The weird thing with this is like timed exclusive DLC. Do you remember the days in Halo where it used to be, oh, I'm playing stuff, but now I can't play this map with my friend because I didn't download this map mm. and this yeah. person didn't download this update yeah. and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So that could be, you know, rearing its ugly head again in terms yeah. of, oh, I can play with someone on Sony as long as they cross all of these different boxes. <laughs> yeah. We're not quite compatible because we didn't dress in a tie today. And, you know. <laughs> um, what, are you, what are you drawing down there? Oh, I'm just drawing Link from Wind Waker. I messed up. Don't look at it. Oh, you killed him. <laughs> All right, we got two more things. <clears throat> Xbox backwards compatibility. Alan Wake and Castlevania Symphony of the Night are now available on Xbox One via backwards compatibility. Yeah. Your button undid itself. Yeah, Whoa! No, I broke, it broke. Oh, oh, oh. You're too buff, man. So just yeah. it's working. Flexed those pecs and it exploded. Beautiful. I like you both. This is LA. I this like you both. I've this is what they do in LA. Uh, <laughs> LA's changed you. Week. See, a couple of weeks ago, Alan Wake's weird, not DLC, it's weird add-on thing, Alan Wake American Nightmare came out as a backwards compatible thing and no mm. one understood why because it wasn't that great. Yeah. Um, and now we get a proper game. Alan Wake is up. And that's fucking great news because Alan Wake was one of the best games like Book 360. Yeah. Um, and you can go now and get it and as well as Castlevania Symphony of the Night which is 100% the best Castlevania game, in my opinion. The best. Excellent Castlevania game. Um, and if you're wondering how to do this because you didn't own them on 360, go on the Xbox Marketplace on your laptop. That's the easiest way to do this. Go on your laptop and then you can just type in these names, Alan Wake or whatever you want and it will pop up as a 360 game but on your Xbox One. You could just buy it there and as soon as you bought it, as long as you're logged in with your actual, you know, your account, as soon as you bought it, it will just be there on your Xbox ready to install whenever you want it. Amazing. Sweet. Do it. They're good. I'm doing it. All right. Number the blip bloops. Number 14. This is the last one. Yeah. This is a big it. one. We've made it. PS4.5. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> Rumors come this week that Sony could be working on a new and more powerful PlayStation 4. Respectful sources spoke to Kotaku saying that this new PS4.5 could include a better graphics processor and support 4K resolution in games. Word is Sony were speaking. What word is Sony? What was speaking with developers? No, speaking. Were speaking. Yeah. Yes. Were speaking with developers. <laughs> How many G- drinks have you had this morning? So. GDC last week. Okay. Word is Sony were speaking with developers at GDC last week at the same time as Sony revealed their news on the PSVR. After Phil Spencer recently hinted that Microsoft may be looking toward annual hardware upgrades, it seems Sony have their own plans already underway. Motorcycle. <laughs> Motorcycle puncture. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like, I mean, we talked extensively about Microsoft looking at doing this. Um, and we talked actually, I talked a lot on it when I, was, when I guested on the uh, kind of funny games thing. So, I gave a lot of my opinions on that. Justin. Yes. How do you feel about this idea that your consoles are going to be upgradable? Now, no one's really said how this is going to happen. When I've talked about this before, it's really boiled down to the, there's only two ways to do it. You do it physically with hardware in terms of people have to buy an add-on and you've got to get it in there. They've said you're not going to need to use like screwdrivers, essentially. So it's not going to be you oh, know, so how you do it, probably. But it's like, yeah, are you just going to plug in USB? Are you going to have an actual, you know, is it a clumping thing that goes on? Like, Sounds the lazy. <laughs> is it going to be my vote? 100% it's going to be with the cloud because that's what Crackdown 3 is already saying it's going to do. The Crackdown 3 has been boasting, um, you know, for ages have been showing you connect to the cloud, you get more power in your Xbox One yeah. for 10 times the tractability because it's using the cloud for the extra power. Yeah. 
I see that as obviously a testbed for them in terms of what's, what, you know, can they do what they're trying to do, which can we give you remote extra power for your console uh, to gradually upgrade them? Yeah. How do you feel? Um, I feel like you should just buy a PC. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> you guys and spending more and more. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Um, I remember years ago I saw this concept. It was for cell phones and it was a very modular piece. You just unplug certain areas and it all works. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe, I don't know, it'll be interesting. I, I wonder if it'll just, they'll have to come out with a new body for the PlayStation 4. Well, that's the so thing, that what you can it? keep changing. And then is it divisive between games, you know? Is it, oh, people no. who don't have this extra thing can only can play, play this yeah. game and this person can't play this game, which has always been a problem with all developers when they bring out a new piece of kit to add on to or an existing yeah. hardware. It's where you're dividing your market immediately, which is not what any developer does. Every developer wants all of the market on that platform. They want access to the 30 million people who own that console or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. They don't want to be told, well, you can, if you're doing this cool new thing, I need this amount of people have this thing. Mm-hmm. And I need, that's why Connect doesn't work. That's why Move doesn't work. Other than yeah. that, they don't really work. It's because <laughs> they're, yeah. you're dividing that on Skype, though. It works well for Skype. Yeah, no, it works yeah, great for Skype. It's like you move and yeah. it follows you. No, it's beautiful. It's, yeah. Um, it's, it's all it's made. That's why it was made, just for Skype. <laughs> I'm 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 genuinely really worried with this because, like I said, consoles with this stuff are moving closer to what a PC is in terms of upgradable. Mm. If it's yeah. modular, like you're saying, I'm not really that interested because I think there's too many problems that arise from that. If it's with the cloud, they're kidding themselves because most of the world isn't ready for that. Like most of the world doesn't have good enough broadband to do the stuff that we want Dial them to be able to do. fine. What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? Well, man. I've lived on it for two years now. Yeah, but that's <laughs> the thing. Australia. Like, you can't like you can't do this kind of thing with <laughs> yeah. that stuff and. They're moving in these giant steps, these kind of arrogant steps of, mm. oh, we live in San Francisco, or we live in New York, or we live in Minneapolis, where you got ridiculous. Like, now, Minneapolis is the highest in the world at the moment because they're the test bed for future internet, which is crazy. They're on 10 fiber gigabytes. Optics? 10 gigabytes. Fiber op- with fiber optics, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but fiber optics, anyway, that's a whole different conversation. It's a whole uh, ballpark. <laughs> that's a whole different thing. Yeah. I'm just, I just don't. I don't want this stuff. I just, again, going back to what you said, I want to buy my console and, just and it works. It mm-hmm. yeah. And I want it to be no. And every year, particularly with this generation, it's more and more complicated. It's more and more like a PC. I turn mm-hmm. on my console. Oh, and the live's down for, for a day. I can't play any of my fucking games that are downloaded because it needs to be online to check that I'm allowed to play them, which is bullshit. And then you sit in an avatar picture and you haven't done that yet. It's just a billion things. Yeah. taken. My friend wants yeah. to come and play multiplayer with me. Yeah, and you mm. got to do all that stuff you're talking about. It's, it's just let me play the game. Yeah. And I'm happy. Look, I'm a console gamer. If I wanted the best thing ever, you're right. I would buy a PC. And that is a valid argument. Never goes offline. You know, you can but always a, play. There's always a play reason why all console gamers don't. Well, not all. Obviously, some do. But why the yeah. majority of console players don't have a PC and play the, play the games on that. It's because they don't want that hassle. Yeah. They don't. They would rather trade in that extra few percentage of, of fidelity mm-hmm. for just reliability and convenience. Yeah, and that's hundred percent what I want. And I don't want all of this stuff that they're gonna do. It's just gonna fuck everything up more. It's gonna make it more yeah. complicated. And then if we don't have another console launch day, which I like console launch days, they're exciting. Mm-hmm. Get a new piece of cool kit. Yep. New games. A little mm-hmm. leap forward. I like those leap forwards in graphical yeah. fidelity. Incremental doesn't. It's not as exciting. Also, like uh, when they develop new functions. Like, yeah. Oh, like the Sony controller. That was pretty cool with the little touchpad thing yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. That was actually cool. I don't know, man. I'm tired of this. Well, I just. 
I no, love I Gaze so Gaze. much. At least with at least when you're when you're releasing a new piece of hardware, you know that's been tried and tested, and ninety percent of it works. Exactly. Whereas if you just got a downloadable something that you maybe you have to download once a month, maybe every six months, maybe every two days, as happens with Android. Mm. Any kind of app you've got needs to be updated every two days. Mm. Why are they updating? That's and then every, it crashes yeah. everything else. That's what every game is like right now. Yeah. You just Awful. go to play something. Oh, you need to update this. And right. you can't and you can't play it unless you update. Mm. And then it stops something else from working. I know, but like I yep. played it yesterday. It was like, yeah, but now you can't. No, you can't. Yeah. It's like, but I bought it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But did you really, though, Alan? I know. Well, do you reckon that's going to alienate the non hardcore game players? Because, you know, for yeah. me, if I went and bought this thing and, and I can't play it, I'm going to give up on it very quickly because I do not it. have the time or patience to sort it out. I do. I really do. I think they're being very short sighted. Mm. I generally do. I know there's a lot of people who commented on the video where I said all this stuff, who <laughs> said some very mean things about me, and I'll take it. I'm, a, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I deserve some of it. But I love games. I absolutely mm. love it. And I think they're just coming up with more ways to make it harder for people mm-hmm. to play them, basically. Um, I would gladly lose some of the fidelity just to be able to know I can 100% play my game whenever I want to. And I know what that is. And, you know, you know what your parameters are. And, yeah, I think you're right. I think casual, well, I don't you know, like that term, but like more, less hardcore gamers are going mm-hmm. to, yeah, like why why would you come back? If you do something twice and it doesn't work, mm. why would you come It's back? supposed to be fun. Like you've got a limited amount of time to play this. Limited mm-hmm. amount of downtime. You're not going to spend your downtime trying to fix something. Yeah, it's right, games. Let's make our own console. Games. Games. Yeah, it's playing it's not games, not yeah. making <laughs> games work somehow, maybe in three days time. And I don't know. This is all subjective, like, uh, maybe they'll figure something magical out that we can't imagine but we always say that and they never do <laughs> they always have the, the thing that's broken that doesn't quite work so who knows is that everything Justin in the games news that is it for games news games are out games are out movies are in movies are in we got a big big load of movies to talk about oh yeah oh like boy who likes dance. movies Yoo-hoo. good because we're going to be talking about them We've got 12 points. First of all, brand new today, the news that uh, Tomb Raider, we reported Daisy Ridley was rumoured to be in talks to play Lara Croft last week. Daisy Ridley, last night at the Empire Awards, has confirmed that she has indeed been in talks to play Lara Croft. Uh, But she has yet to be offered the role. She gave this quote, There have been conversations. I'm waiting for someone to say, I want you. Let's do it. End quote. Uh, She also added that there isn't a script yet. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs a script? Who needs a script? Yeah, you could just have her. It's about a girl that you drown. That's that's how you pitch Lara Croft. She gets impaled and people try to eat her. There's a dinosaur at one point. (laughs) Dinosaur never came back. I reckon that was a hallucinogenic thing. She's just been... Do you reckon with the saber-toothed tigers and the dinosaurs? I have no idea. Too much caving. If you spelunk too much... Dinosaurs. Stop licking cane toads, people. Uh, I'm still very keen for Daisy Ridley to be to be Lara Croft. I think she'd be great. Uh, Justin, you weren't here last week. How do you feel about Daisy Ridley being Lara? I think she'd do a really good job. Excellent. Number two, uh, we keep updates on the Crow movie. Um, It's now looks like it's been cancelled for legal reasons. I really can't be bothered to get into (laughs) the reasons of this because I was reading for it. It's about two pages of complicated Mm. stuff to do with licensing, but. Looks like the crow's cancelled. Number three, The Shallows. Shallows. Last week, the very first trailer hit for a virtually unknown shark thriller called The Shallows. It stars Blake Lively and is directed by... uh, Let's give it to you, Nicholas, since you speak more languages than any of us. 
Just say Jaum. Jaum Colette Sarah. Yep. The director of Run All Night, Nonstop and Unknown. Very little is known other than what was revealed in the trailer. It appears Blake Lively stars as a wounded surfer stranded on the outcrop of rock far from shore. Between her and the shore lies shallow water, which just happens to have a big ass motherfucking shark. Motherfucking shark. It's like Um, snakes on a plane, but mm. sharks in the water. Sharks where they live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like cats in the jungle and <laughs> yeah. birds in the sky. Yeah. Well, um, birds do come down. They could be on the ground. We, <laughs> <laughs> they could go anywhere. Yeah. Sharks can they go can... into reverse trees. <laughs> birds go. can land in the they ocean. They can beat themselves too. They just yeah. can't do much once they, oh. once yeah. they beat themselves. Mm. Can they? Did you see Jabberjaw? Jabber? Jabberjaw? Yeah, the shark. Uh, it's a cartoon. Never mind. Mm. It's not well, there's the shark boss in... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah there is. Yeah. Oh, look at you. There you go. Your knowledge. There's also street um, sharks. Shark knowledge. <laughs> My street knowledge. cred shark knowledge. Yep. So um, we talked about this the other day, Nicola. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's actually socially harming the mm-hmm. representation of sharks that we give to the general public. Absolutely. I love shark fucking movies. <laughs> Dude, shark week? Shark fucking movies. Shark, shark fucking movies. <laughs> That's well, they've got that weird, like, V penis, so it's, you They know. do. They, well, they're called claspers, actually. There you go. Oh, she's a shark spurt. Oh. And they have two. Shark spurt. I'm a shark spurt. No, I live with a marine biologist. There you go. Oh, mm-hmm. There you go. Um, yeah, so while I think it's, it's, you know, not the correct thing to make these movies, I really enjoy a good one, and there's very few good shark movies. Yeah. The trailer Sharknado. for this looked great. Sharknado. <laughs> Bring up your Sharknado. This one looks great. It looks really, really good. I'm excited. Cool. For Civil War. It rhymed. That's why I put for this word. Civil War. <laughs> Captain <laughs> America Civil War will have at least one post credit scene. In a recent interview with Forbes, the Russo brothers, uh, who are the directors of Civil War, they also directed uh, Winter Soldier and are doing the Infinity War double bill. They were asked point blank if we might get a first look at Doctor Strange in a post credit scene on Civil War, which would make sense if Doctor Strange is the next MCU film. With good old Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, hey, hey. Benedict. Benny. How are you doing? They had this to say, open quote, we can't say who is going to be in it, but we can say that there certainly could be one or two or maybe three. Talking about post credit scenes. We can confirm that you should stay sat in your seats when the movie is done, end quote. Captain America Civil War hit cinemas on the 6th of May. 6th of May. They've gradually been adding more stingers to these films. So, mm. yeah. Um, I really like I, li- I like them. I like them. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I like the little teams. And I like watching the... Well, I, don't know, I like watching credits because it's interesting to see where how something's many shot. Yeah. yeah. How many people have worked on it. And it gives people a reason to sit in. Keeping yeah. the fucking... When the lights, when the film ends, you know that split mm. second when the film ends and the, the lights have to come up immediately, particularly yeah. in America because they're worried people are going to trip and sue mm. the cinema. Mm-hmm. Everyone just goes straight up. Yeah. yeah. Like just, just chill. Chill at least give it half a minute. Enjoy the Taking feeling the that the movie saw, yeah. has given you. Exactly. Yeah. Also the music. It's yeah. like people who clap straight after a piece of music finishes. Yeah. Just annoying. Yeah. Thanks, Jesse. That, was, that was clapping yeah. from Justin. <laughs> Number five, The Little Prince. Last week, we reported that The Little Prince had been pulled by Paramount the week before its intended US release, which would have been this week. Well, now we have news that Netflix has picked up the exclusive distribution rights. No release day has been announced, but it will be within 2016. The Little Prince was released internationally in summer of last year and made over $100 million. What? This is massive. That's a lot of money. Big deal. 
Yeah, it's a huge deal. So a big movie mm-hmm. that made big monies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lots of moolah. Was going to be distributed by a big company. Big company. And a week before it comes out, mm-hmm. when marketing money has been spent, yes. disappears. We don't know why it disappeared. That's the thing. We still don't mm-hmm. know why it got pulled. Mm-hmm. And then Netflix comes in and goes, hey, guess what? We'll do it. Digital's the future. This is... Maybe because it's French. Uh, I, I, yeah, did they not realize they got a week before and then someone actually sat <laughs> down and, was like, and watched the movie? like, oh, do you know this movie? is a French story? <laughs> like, oh, oh, freaking yay, man. The title um, threw me off. <laughs> we're gonna, so this is really harking into, again, what the digital age is going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been talking about it with games just now. What yes. the digital age is doing to games. We know what it did to music already because it's happened. <laughs> it's, yeah. in the, it's in the past, literally. Um, and there's a little hint of what's going to happen with movies, but we're going to talk our uh, end sort of topic point here. Is tied into that, so I'm gonna leave that for later. Okay. Number six, Kirsten Dunst. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Got Justin's <laughs> attention. I was mid yawn yeah, there too. Yeah, that's an interesting. Uh, interesting so Jeff Nichols' film Midnight Special just came out, which we recommended people saw last weekend. Sadly, I haven't had time to watch it yet. I'm very mm. excited to see it. Yes, me too. In separate interviews this week from Jeff Nichols, the writer director of Midnight Special, and Kirsten Dunst, the female lead, it's emerged just how much Kirsten fought to get the role. Jeff Nichols had this to say, open quote. She was really interested in being in it. She loved Take Shelter, which was one of his other films, and she liked Mud. I didn't quite see it, though. I had something else in my mind. She said, let me show you, and she put herself on tape. She's a big-time movie star, and for her to do that, I was quite impressed with it. But it was honestly the tape. She pulled back her hair into this ponytail and braid and didn't have makeup on, and it felt very honest. That's what really did it, because everyone's nice, and everyone says they like your movies, but that doesn't mean they'll go this far. Kirsten Dunst said, I've been a fan of Jeff's movies. I love Take Shelter so much and I didn't even need to read the script to want the part. I'd have taken any role in any of his movies. End quote. Um, now, I wouldn't even put this sort of thing in the news, but I actually thought it was really important because it's so rare that you get... Like, Kirsten Dunst has kind of disappeared from the limelight a lot. Mm. She gets a lot of shit as well. Um, and it's really cool whenever an actor actually puts in fucking effort to pursue a role. Yeah. I like it yeah. because it doesn't happen very often. But also has a trust to say, hey, I really want to work with you because I love your work. Mm, exactly. Exactly. Um, and to take time out to do something like that, to actually do a little casting video, mm. I feel she needs to be, you know, organized. Yeah. Oh. Do you want to do your clap? Your clap, Justin, for Kirsten? <laughs> the Justin clap. Beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. We should put that up as a sound bite <laughs> <Yeah>. on something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number seven, it? more Midnight Special news. In other Midnight Special news, Jeff Nichols <coughs> also opened up in a very candid interview about where the film came from. Open quote. When I was writing the film, I was a new father. When I write my films, I try to find some palpable emotion to put in my films. I think that's the best way to communicate with the audience. And filmmaking is a really tricky process. It takes a long time and there are so many variables that go in and you have to have this really strong emotion to make it through development. With this, it was the fear of losing my son. When I was conceiving the film and he was eight months old, he had a febrile seizure. Febrile seizure? Apologize. I don't know how you pronounce it. And my wife and I dealt with the reality of losing him. And I was terrified by that. In fact, I was paralyzed for a couple of months. A lot of my films come from a place dealing with fear. Take Shelter is about the fear of becoming a parent, being married, the economy collapsing and the environment collapsing. What do you do with all of that fear? What are you trying to say about it? And I was developing this movie. I started to think about being a parent. And I think when you're afraid of something, you try to control it. And we try to control our children's lives. We try to control their environment, the world they live in, and the people they're going to become. That became a thought that was fairly coherent enough to hang a film on. Amazing. End quote. (laughs) Um, 
Oh, he gets a Jess and Clark yes. too. That was just a nice it's little bit of insight into a film yeah. that was very no, interesting. That was, that was good. That none of us have seen. Yeah. I can't see it. You guys haven't seen it? No, I haven't seen I it. Haven't seen it. Oh, man. Is it good? Yeah. You haven't seen it either, have you? No. <laughs> but, uh, hey, Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice is about to come out. After Deadpool's huge success, so it was announced that Batman vs. Superman of Justice would have an R... Uh, vs. Superman of Justice <laughs> would have an R-rated director's cut when it comes to DVD, Blu-ray, 4K, uh, VOD, all that stuff. Okay. But Zack Snyder came out this week to shed a little more light on exactly that will mean and how long the cut will be. Open quote. The DVD version is a half hour longer and some of that additional material is some of the stuff we took out for the rating. This quote is amazing, by the way. I was like, cool. I can put it back in for the director's cut. There was nothing by design. This was the material I just put back in. And then when the MPASS looked at it again, they were like, oh, now the movie's rated R. And by the way, it's not a hard R. There's no nudity. There's a little bit of violence and it just tips the scale, end quote. I like all his likes in there. Yeah. <laughs> it was um, like, cool. And I thought Zack Snyder's, the truth be, dude. I was like, cool. <laughs> and they were just like, like put it back sweet. in the director's cut. Sick. Uh, the movie hits cinemas this Thursday. It clocks in 151 minutes. The extra 30 minutes in the director's cut will make the home release version a little over three hours. Oh, it's wow. like Titanic or Pearl Harbor. It or is. Like long, long movies. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Florence of Arabia. Uh, ah. Craig Coban writes in our friend, just like you can, uh, at Outlook.com to ask us a little question. What are our favorite versus movies? Versus? So I made a little list here. Oh, okay. Mm. So oh, sweet. Where is it? Where's my list? Where's my What's list? What's the list of versus? Is it a picture list? Because that'd be awesome. No. Uh, so obviously there's a lot of versus movies yes. from the kind of Sharknado family. Yes. Stuff. Like, I've tried to, although there's one. a couple of them in, in here, mm-hmm. most of these are big ones. Okay. So I've got Alien versus Predator, Alien versus nice. Predator Requiem, Kramer versus Kramer, <laughs> Monsters versus Aliens, King Kong versus Godzilla, Freddy oh, versus Jason. Tucker and Dale versus Evil, oh, The People versus Larry Flynn, Eagle versus Shark, Scott Pilgrim versus The World, Ash versus The Evil Dead, Crockneys versus Zombies, Lake Placid versus Anaconda, Milfs versus Zombies. Mm. I've never heard of that one, but that's mm-hmm. great. <laughs> Trippers versus Werewolves, Asterix and Obelix versus Caesar, <laughs> and Abraham Lincoln versus Zombies. I think that's an easy one. Yeah. Well, we're suggesting you're picking Scott Pilgrim versus The World. Yeah. Nicholas picking that as well pretty Absolutely. quick. Absolutely. It's one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah, um, I'm, so I'm well. going to pick that as well. Yeah, mm. I also yeah. I also like Ash vs. Evil Dead. I love yeah. the TV show Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah. I, I only I caught a quick glimpse, but uh, Abraham Lincoln vs. Zombies was kind of crazy. <laughs> was kind of crazy. Um, I'm a big fan of Freddy vs. Jason. I'm a big fan of Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Ash vs. Evil Dead and oh, Scott yeah. Pilgrim. But I would give Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yeah, definitely no, my favorite versus movie. Yeah. No Plus, he's first the world. Yeah, I know. How often do you win? And himself. And oh, it, yeah. And if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Right so now. Who knows who wins? It's yeah. A great movie. It's amazing. So there you go, Craig. Hope that helped you out. Um, because I know you're just sitting there waiting. I'm wondering if you ask me a question. Number nine, X Men Apocalypse trailer two came up. That happened. Justin, you look, you look happy. Did you see this trailer? No, I was clapping because you just said X-Men and I just thought of like, uh, oh, peeps in it. I'm like, oh. Well, I, I don't have much to say. I still can't get excited about that film, actually. But mm. I love X-Men. So. I love James McAvoy. Yo, yeah, <laughs> I love James McAvoy. But this trailer just doesn't look... I mean, I just don't... Apocalypse looks ridiculous in these films. Um, in this film. Yeah. I don't know. But it yeah. happened. Yeah. People watched it. Can we have another Hellboy? 
Yeah, I would love a Hellboy. That would be awesome. They're still trying to do the Hellboy three. Yeah, they should. So I preferred should. Hellboy to the whole X Men. Oh yeah, well, yeah. I don't know, it's more more my kind of film. I don't know. Hellboy two is amazing. Got, it's got a lot yeah. of humor in it, and I like that. Yeah, X Men has like first class has a lot of humor. In yeah, it. but it still humor. takes itself rather seriously after a while. It's about serious things. I know it's, it's about serious it's things. Pretty serious. But so is Dread, and no, I like am Dread's going to do a, a massive happy dance when Dread. Number two comes out. Number two, Dread. Dread 3D2. I'm dreading um, for a Dread 2. That's so cool. <laughs> um, Dread's just the raid, but with helmets. No, it's not. <laughs> it How is. can you say that? Because it is. No. <laughs> it is. No, it's got... No. Do, wait, no, does no, he no, say no, I am the lava? I'm just going to see how bad we're getting Nicola right now. <laughs> it's literally no. the raid. Not literally the raid. Well, no, because they can't actually fight unlike the raid. I know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's hey, the whole point. They can CGI shoot. I know. So. And it's got like, I like dread. beautiful bathwater twinkling and multicolored yeah, glory. It has oh. surreal acid trip. Amazing. Exactly. It's a beautiful film. It's no, I love dread a lot. Mm-hmm. I love dread. It's not as good as raid. Sorry. Indiana Jones 5. <laughs> Indiana, what? Indiana Jones 5. What? Do you, you not mean, read this? You week? mean three? I didn't. I was working. Five. You mean three, right? Because you don't count the other man. Oh, no, sorry, four. Sorry. What are you doing to me? <laughs> Why are you breaking me? What's happening here? That, that, Is this sabotage? There have, been, there have been three Indiana Jones films. Four. Yeah, no, yeah. there have been three Indiana three. Jones films. Yeah, there's been three. You now. don't get to ignore Shia LaBeouf swinging through CGI jungles with monkeys. <laughs> no. It happened. Wait, that what? was not an it Indiana Jones That happened? It's canonical. What about the TV show? <laughs> what about the comic book? I'm going to write it so we can add it to the list. <laughs> yeah. Indiana Jones 5. The comic book. Happening. Deal with it. <laughs> Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford are both returning for the fifth time in a row. Alan Horn, the chairman of Walt Disney Studios, had this to say. Is Shia going to return? <laughs> Fucking no, there's no way. Open quote. Indiana Jones is one of the greatest heroes in cinematic history, and we can't wait to bring him back to the screen in 2019. It's rare to have such a perfect combination of director, producers, actor, and role, and we couldn't be more excited to embark on this adventure with Harrison and Steven. Aww. Did you notice any word missing from that quote? It's rare to have this perfect combination of director, producers, actor, and role. There's an essential part of the filmmaking process that they're missing out there. And it's called a writer. Yeah. And without a good one, it's going to end up like the last fucking yeah. Indiana Jones movie. But wasn't Shia his son? Point taken. Thank you. Um, no, absolutely. All the bad things in the last one, I like to think, are of George Lucas's fault. <laughs> because yeah. okay. the bad bits feel like George Lucas. Yeah. yeah. They're just awful. I wanted to... Put pins in my eyeballs. Yep. But wait, wasn't Shia his son in the last one? Yeah, but yeah. I think they, you know, kill him. Can you kill him though? Oh, you, you, well, can you kill Shia? No, I don't think you can <laughs> physically kill him. <laughs> Can't actually physically. <laughs> but you can on film. Yeah. Or off film. Or off film. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be one sentence. Ah, oh, my son, he's in a bunker. Yeah, it's like, uh, he's traveling the world. He's, 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 <laughs> he's on his gap yard. He's currently in a cinema watching all of his own films. <laughs> he's uh, on a motorcycle <laughs> riding around the world. <laughs> Crying. Sleeping during Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Indiana Jones 5 will release on July the 19th, 2019. 16. This <laughs> next month. <laughs> In Harrison Ford will be playing that, but he won't be playing... Himself. <laughs> young Han Solo. It seems likely that the casting for the young Han Solo in the upcoming Star Wars stories film has been cut down to just four names. While this isn't confirmed, the Hollywood Reporter stated that at least... (laughs) Guys, come on, hold it together. The Hollywood Reporter stated that at least four actors were in London last week to test for the role. 
I've got pictures of them right here for you Ooh, guys. Too. Let me see. Um, so if you're do we home, really have to? Yes, we do. I really wish Alex was here because Alex got so upset last week. Why do we have to make a Han Solo film? I just like the mystery and hearing about his stories. I don't need to see his story. Well, you're going to see one. But what if they suck? What if it sucks? Yeah, but. You're going to be so mad? I would be so mad. I have have some faith in them because Force Awakens was great. Rogue One looks incredible. Yeah. Ryan Johnson is such a great director. What if they drop it? Star Wars 8. They drop it. They're like, oh, we messed up. Maybe. Well, here's the movie. Well, I'll tell you why they might drop it because when you look at some of these actors. Let me see. Yeah. So I want you to tell me which one. Like, it's happening, Justin. So you just have to deal with it. So I want you to tell me which out of these four you would like okay. to play your young Han Solo. First up, wait till we get to the end, okay? Okay. You got Jack Rayner. He was in Macbeth. Oh, the poor Transformers: Ma- Age Extinction, and what Richard did. In this picture, he looks like a poor man's Chris Pratt. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> we have Taron Egerton. He's that kid from Kingsman: The Secret Service. He's okay. also in Eddie the Eagle, which just came out, and Legend, not the Tom Cruise Legend, but the Tom Hardy Legend. It uh, doesn't really look like Harrison Ford, but all right. Emery no. Cohen. <laughs> he was in Brooklyn, The Gambler, The Place Beyond the Pines, and a film I fucking love from the early noughties called After School, which people should see. Looks haggard. And we have Alden Ehrenreich. Uh, he is in Hail Caesar, Blue Jasmine, and Stoker. So they're the four they're talking about right now. I all mean, right. who knows? Maybe they're seeing other people. Maybe they just wanted to get these men in a room and have tea. We don't know. But Can they like cover them in jello and make them wrestle? Whatever, wrestle whatever it makes out. you happy, Nick. Whoever, whoever pins down the yeah. wrestling pin. <laughs> That's right. it. Fight. Whoever fights like a nerf herder. Mm-hmm. Who would you want out of these four men to play your young hand solo? Nicola. Too pretty. Mm, probably that one. Oh, really? The Kingsman oh, guy? Oh, yeah. Kingsman. He's really good. You're going with Taron Egerton. You say, and he's an actor. <laughs> and he's They're an actor. They're all actors. <laughs> no, no, no. no he's, like, a he's an actor. One. He's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, yeah, Justin, are you going with him? Uh, I don't know. I, I've only seen him mm-hmm. in, in the movie. I haven't seen these other ones. He looks like he could maybe be haunt, like physically, but I don't like you know, mm-hmm. This guy looks haggard, and uh-huh. I would totally see a haggard, weird, scummy oh, Han Solo. So I don't know his acting style, though, so that's the thing. I like his acting, but he... I don't know if he'd be able to play Han. Mm. This guy seems goofy to play Han Solo, the smuggler. So you're picking Emery Cohen. Yeah. Emery Cohen is your pick. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an like interesting way to get, figure it out. He would be goofy. He'd be like, oh, because Han Solo's charismatic and goofy. and mm. Yeah, well, that's the real thing, yeah. isn't it? It comes down to charisma. Yeah. yeah. And you have to be charismatic. You know, if you're, if you're um, an illegal yeah. stuff smuggler. dealer, smuggler, then, and yeah. you've got a face like that. And you're just going to stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Well, so this guy... So you're talking about Alden. I'm reading Reek, Reek, Reek. He just became very big for Hell's Caesar. Um, yeah. He's great in that film. Too. He's very... I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, he's very enigmatic, yeah. very funny. He plays a cowboy kind of actor um, who's a stunt cowboy actor turned star. Mm. Um, and he's a lot of fun in it. I don't see him at all as Han Solo. Yeah. But he, yeah, I, I can see what they're, where they're trying to go. Um... Emery Cohen, the one you picked, I haven't actually... I've seen some of these films. I haven't noticed him in them. Um, but I guess I wasn't looking out for him. But I kind of... I wrote him off immediately because he looks ridiculous. But I kind of see what exactly. you're saying now. Yeah, because they're too too known and they're going to go with someone who is can do their work but mm. isn't super known. He's already on like a big 
thing. Yeah, Taron Egerton, who you're now pointing yeah. to, which was Nicholas' choice, he's my least favorite. I actually don't like him. I appreciate right. he can act, but I really don't like him. He just looks like an English twat to me. Uh, <laughs> What's the haircut? He's a nice guy. No, but yeah, just in everything a... I've seen him in. Oh. But this guy, I feel like he would be the best choice. Um, I kind of, I, yeah, I could what be was he convinced. In? He's in Brooklyn, The Gambler, Place Beyond the Pines. What was he in? Place Beyond the Pines. Uh, yeah. Mm. Was he one of the kids? I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, just, like, he, yeah was. he was. He, he was, was the, the 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 sons, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He did such a good job. Did and he? you know he's, he's English? I mean, or he's American. They were interviewing in London. I, uh, okay. I know at least. Yeah, he's he was good. Okay. I yeah. Because I was because yeah the first one Jack Reno who everyone's kind of like left off. He he's actually a bit of a movie star right now from Transformers. Um, he was fantastic in Macbeth. Really really good in Macbeth. Um, and yeah, like you said, because everyone, when they kept talking about a young Han Solo, people were throwing around, oh, it's going to be Chris Pratt. It's going to be mm. Chris Pratt. But no, they clearly want someone younger. They don't want Chris Pratt is, you know, what is he now? Pushing, pushing 40 or something. Yeah. Um, they want someone younger who they can bank on for a while. Mm. Um, and he absolutely looks like you're safe. Yeah, he's a young Chris Pratt mm. kind of looking mm-hmm. guy. Um, so yeah, I'd go with either Jack Rayner or Emery Cohen now. You convinced me, Justin, to bring in the Shuffley dude. Yeah. Which mm. I just... I was yeah, he just, he's... If I had to go haunt a lot of all of these right now, I'd be like, oh, this guy, because mm. he looks like he'd be interesting all over the place. Because he's, he's got his stuff too clean. This yeah. guy is not even in, he's just six, six well, ounces. Well, admittedly, these are, one fo- these are one yeah. photo representations. Yeah. So this is from yeah. this guy's modeling days. You know, he looks very different now. Yeah. This guy has had lots of different haircuts. Yeah. This guy just looks like a mess all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly, which makes and it perfect. He depends as well. Because then like, you, you would hope that his life would get sorted out rather than like, oh, he's got everything handed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know this guy so I'm just like batting from like yeah pick that guy you've really, you're really yeah. you're, you're lo- la- was it lobbying yeah. for Emery Cohen as if he gets role man you know I think Alex I? would agree with you I think he's very yeah. excited yeah. for Han Solo mm-hmm. um, and since he's not here we'll just have to speak on his behalf yeah, yeah. I think Alex is yeah really looking forward to it really super really stoked just yeah. can't wait it's gonna be a first in line a different representation yeah, yeah. that isn't him yeah playing Han Solo <laughs> Number 12. So this is it. This is our last piece of news. Whoa. And it's big. Okay. So this is, this is genuinely a big thing. So we just talked about something that could change gaming. We mm. went in a little bit into that. We'll get into that more in future weeks. Here's something that's going to change movies. There's a new service coming that could revolutionize the way oh, we ingest movie content while simultaneously helping to collapse the cinema experience. The Screening Room. A VOD service has been under incredible scrutiny and discussion over the last couple of weeks. It's from Sean Parker, who, of course, is the dude who created ruined, Napster and ruined the entire down industry. the physical yeah. music industry. Yeah. Uh, the Screening Room is a set-top box that delivers movies to fans on the day of cinematic release. The box itself will cost $150, and each film's rental will cost $50. Sean Parker and his business partner, Prem Akaraju, lots of words I don't know how to say this week. That's what I've learned have reached out to theaters to try to gain their support, offering them a share of the revenue, but they were turned down. Steven Spielberg and reportedly Martin Scorsese are both supporters and have actual shares in the device, but a host of other names, large names in Hollywood, have come out to fight for and against this potential game changer. I'm going to read some quotes from some of the people, okay? Uh, But just so people really appreciate that, again, the box itself will cost $150. Each film's rental will be $50. Now, there is something which recently has come out for the ultra ultra elite cost what was it twenty five thousand dollars for this thing and you could stream movies that came out in cinema that day in your home mm-hmm. and then movie rentals about 250 dollars per film yeah. and that was for you know rich hollywood types basically so yeah. they didn't have to go to the cinema 
this is the same service and it fucks all over that. So I don't know what that's going to be doing mm. now. Like that's, that's kind of strange that that's happened so quickly. All right. Bear with me because I think this is interesting what different people think about this. Yeah. JJ mm-hmm. Abrams. I responded to that system mostly because it actually is beneficial to the exhibitors. I think the metrics on that are very impressive and they're targeting groups that actually don't go to the movies at all. If they could harness even a fraction of the number that don't go, the amount of money that would go into the cinemas is significant and actually is amazingly helpful to the cinematic experience, end quote. John Landau, uh, speaking, he's uh, James Cameron's production partner. Both Jim and I remain committed to the sanctity of the in-theater experience. For us, from both a creative and financial standpoint, it is essential for movies to be offered exclusively in theaters for their initial release. We don't understand why the industry would want to provide audiences an incentive to skip the best form to experience the art that we work so hard to create. To us, the in-theater experience is the wellspring that drives our entire business, regardless of what other platforms we eventually play on and should eventually play on. No one is against playing at home, but there is a sequencing of events that leads to that. The in-theater communal experience is very special, end quote. Ron Howard. When we met Sean Parker and Prem last year, and it was clear Screening Room was the only solution that supports all stakeholders in the industry, exhibitors, studios, and filmmakers. The Screening Room, sorry, the Screening Room model is fair, balanced, and provides significant value for the entire industry that we love. We make movies for the big screen and for as many people to see it. Screening Room uniquely provides that solution. Peter Jackson. Screening Room will expand the audience for a movie, not shift it from cinema to living room. It does not play off studio against theatre owner. Instead, it respects both and is structured to support the long-term health of both exhibitors and distributors, resulting in greater sustainability for the wider film industry itself. End quote. And the final one is from Christopher Nolan, who simply said, It would be hard to express the great importance of exclusive theatrical presentation to our industry more compellingly than John Landau and James Cameron did. End quote. So you have three, you know, big names there, very much <laughs> in favor. Oh. Two as well already funding it with Spielberg. Yeah, I would say everyone who's probably for it has <laughs> money in it. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got James clowns. Cameron and Christopher Nolan. I'm interested in what Quentin Tarantino would say about this. Oh, he'd he, probably be furious. He hates people yeah. not going to cinema. Yeah. Um, but he's also all for, you know, kind of the flexibility of mm-hmm. cinema as well. So it's kind of, I don't know. I'd be interested what he has to say. Just throw pop-up movie theaters. Why are you going to... Yeah. So this is a big, big deal. Mm-hmm. Because this is something that's been coming for a long time. Um, that gateway to, well, they tried out lots of models. Same day, release on VOD as at the cinema for smaller things, blah, blah, blah. But, but the big movies have been constantly just under the crest of, like, where are they going to go with this? At some mm-hmm. point, something digital has to happen. And it looks, you know, like there's really... The, unless licensing really fucks this and it all falls apart at the last minute, it looks like this is what's going to happen. Is it going to be geo-blocked though, like what Netflix mean? is? So oh, you can only see certain things. Region blocked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so sure. you're yeah okay. I'm sure. Because it's all in, the whole point. Of, like they keep going on about how encrypted it is and stuff, so people yeah. can't steal the movies. You can still steal it. Like I don't know. It's that guy brought down the music industry. All right. Like, so oh let's let's God. let's first of all talk about. <laughs> How do we personally feel about it in terms of this is something that interests us? Then let's talk about the problems because, yeah, like you just yeah. said, there are a lot of problems <laughs> that this begins. Yeah. Nicola? Um, I think the cinema experience is really important. Um, I think there are certain films that you just can't can't see um, unless you've seen, like, properly unless you've seen them in the cinema and, exp- and appreciate 
the amount of effort and work has gone into it mm. if you're watching it on the back of a screen and in, in where you're flying from a to b or if you've got a crappy dvd player at home or whatever um or even as an experience i remember watching the artist at the cinema and it was incredible because it's you know, essentially a silent film and i remember someone getting up and walking out and your senses are so heightened that you don't realize usually how your environment impacts the filming or the film watching experience but then this guy started to get out and the whole cinema was like, shut up. <laughs> it was really cool. Um, having said that, though, I mean, there are a lot of people who can't go to the cinema. And, and so I think it's, it's the more people get to see projects, the better. And I think if I go and see a film, it will I'll have a lot of things that I look out for, whereas someone, some of my friends will just not. They'll just go for the experience. And, and so it won't matter that much. It's the same kind of thing that we're talking about with gaming. You know, they're they're casual film goers film watchers do you think for the casual film watcher you know who wouldn't be going to the cinema anyway mm. that that what is roughly nowadays up to a three-month wait for it to be digitally available or physically yeah. available do you think, I think that, that matters forget. to them i think people forget when the marketing's not around they forget really quickly that a film is around and they forget very quickly that, that there's good stuff to see and they'll just go and see the next big thing and if there is a film that people can watch um then I think they should be able to watch it. But do, but what I mean is, do you think when you're talking about you know the the casual mm. market like that, mm. um, where it's not as important necessarily to them, what's the incentive then to give them day one, you know, access to something when it's not as important to them? And if it's not important enough for them to leave the house, then yeah. why not? Why, why does it matter if they wait two months? Because I forget about the film existing. Because you have got that, you've got all the buses, they've got all the the posters on them. You've got everyone talking about it on social media. In two months' time, you will have moved on to the next thing, and then you'll end up never watching anything if you're very much led by what other people are doing. And if you don't go to the cinema, you're gonna miss out. And a lot of my friends never go to the cinema, never see movies, and it's a real shame because because there's amazing stuff out there that they should be watching and in, being inspired by. So you're talking about an interesting kind of angle with it then, which is really for the distributor. It's mm. good because you only have to pay for marketing once. You don't need to do... Because people do do posters for DVD and Blu-ray releases around here and they do in London. Mm. Uh, potentially not out in the sticks as much, but in the city. Yeah, but it's only a certain amount, a certain type of movie that will, will have that kind of budget. Yeah, but only certain movies really get to the cinema anyway. Mm. Like not many. You know, limited release ones tend to be closer to day and date on both formats anyway. Um so really, I mean, this is going to affect the bigger, like the filmmakers who are coming out. It's their kind of films. I think this is going to affect the most in terms of a positive or negative. Mm. Um, and obviously cinemas, you know, obviously. Mm. I think the only way to find out is to, to kind of do it. <laughs> and if it's going to be geo-blocked you know, geo anyway, then, then you're going to have the same kind of problem with the two, three-month wait as it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we see stuff in, in Australia that, that has been out for six months everywhere else, and there's no way we can access it. Unless you, you know, fiddle around with VPNs and that kind of thing, which people have been arrested for, <laughs> which is a real shame because all they want to do is be able to pay for the content and watch it, mm -hmm. and you're not giving them an, uh, an opportunity to do so. Okay. Justin, how do you feel? Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I think going to the theaters as well is like a very important thing for, like, the filmmaker made the movie with the idea that it's going to be in a theater, so it has a, a different feel to it is than watching it at home i feel like it'll downsize the amounts of theaters that films will play in um but i do definitely understand you know like say you have kids and you can't go and see a movie and you really want to see it that opening night or um 
but I I feel that yeah, it shouldn't be okay. Wait, we're only talking about like how we feel about it, right? Not the whole aspect of yeah. Um, that don't do it on an opening night type of thing because which we'll talk about later why mm-hmm. the bad aspects but if it was a week after the release date or two weeks after would make much more sense because especially if a movie is very packed say it was star wars you know like a week after two weeks people might not want to go out still and they're like hey i want to watch star wars we have kids mm-hmm. um we can just watch it at home which would be awesome uh but i think it's important to go to a theater to see a film because you're around a lot of people who enjoy the same things and you're able to, uh, when it's done, you're like, Oh man, that was awesome. What'd you think? Or you're walking out to the bathroom and the dude's like, wow, that was crazy. And you're like, yeah, that was crazy. It's, it's still, it's its own type of community. And I think if you create this device that separates people, I mean, it's intentions is good. It's to provide it for people who don't go, but that's just mainly for money reasons. Um, it'll be like the internet and all technology will start separating us and we'll stop going to theaters and we'll be like, Oh, we can just watch it at home because, or we can torrent it. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I don't, the way that it's made right now, I don't think it's a good idea. Okay. Yeah. Well, what about you? Al? Um, yeah, try not. I mean, we can get to the minutia now if you want to, because that's really, I think we're, yeah, the argument comes about like you're purely on the feelings place. Yeah, obviously I value cinema. Cinemas, you know, I'm a director. You want your film to be seen in the cinema. Next step is to be able to see it at home. The very last thing you want, unless J.J. Abrams just came out this week, so please, whatever you do, don't watch Star Wars Seven on your fucking mobile phones, <laughs> because that's where most people will watch this stuff. It's on the no. tube and on the travel on the bus and stuff. You know, on a mobile phone, it's upsetting to a director. But if you can, you have to get rid of not all of it because it's a romantic industry. You know, it's an entertainment industry and the romanticism of that should be preserved to a degree because otherwise not interesting people will be involved with it. And that was, that was always my worry when I was in the music industry and this started happening when I was first going to the music industry and you just got to watch it crumble around you because it, it basically, it's how that technology is then adapted. And as you're then hitting at Justin is that absolutely someone will break this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fine for them to say it's all encrypted and blah, blah, blah. So is everything else. I just gotta stream it and then use a red 4K camera or yeah, 5K, yeah. exactly. Film just it and then, the whole thing. and then cut it out. Like literally do that, and then I just throw it up on a torrent site, and yeah. no one now has to pay five hundred dollars just mm-hmm. to watch a movie opening night. Yeah, and it'll be up within how many ever hours? Like it's streamed. I think there's a ton of problems with the initial device of this. Yeah. Well, um, I want one. Like I desperately want one. I would love for the nights yeah. where I can't go out. Okay. I am too or, lazy. Or it's an opening night. Or whatever it is. Yeah. Cool. I can sit here. I'm happy to pay that money. But this is the thing. You're talking about a price bracket, $150 to buy the device. That's not a big price bracket. Yeah. Most people who are at all interested in the movies are happy to pay $150. Are they happy to pay $50 for that ticket price, essentially, okay. to then watch it? Yeah. That's quite a substantial amount, you know? You don't keep so, it. And that's important. Yeah. The price bracketing is important. And maybe it's at a good place right now. And what you really got to think about is when you go out, what are you talking about? So you talk about a film like Deadpool. It's going to be you and your girlfriend. It's going to be you and your friend, whatever it's going to be. You're talking about two ticket sales. Yeah. So $50 is going to be four times more, like three or four times more than your ticket sale would be to do it. That's a positive thing. Yeah. Because that means only the people, you're still incentivized to get out your fucking house and mm. go and interact and do something, you know, like with the world. 
and most people you know don't, aren't lucky enough to have a big screen or whatever so you know they get go out and do a proper experience if you're talking about a family who want to go and see zootopia mm. they're going to be saving money probably yeah. on a no 50 dollar per ticket price and if you're talking about like you know we'll just create a kind of breed of thing where people maybe will interact with people again but in a different way where you have more house parties and you have mm-hmm. more people all come around to hey we rented it for 50 dollars let's get 10 people around to watch mm-hmm. this movie or something yeah. maybe um but the problem is and this is what ron howard's one is one that really pisses me off because he said about this is the only way it's like this is a unique way yeah. to benefit everyone and it's it won't stay still that's the problem mm. and that was the thing that pissed me off the music industry when it started happening and people oh naps are so cool naps are so great it's like yeah in the short term it's great mm. but naps after napster comes everything else mm. yeah and after this everything else, else will happen yeah and it will 100 percent create a create a hole in cinemas like i i see like its eventuality is cinemas will then be like vinyl you know it'll be a thing which is very cool and it's very boutique and it's very much what yeah. you go to for that sm- that demographic who really really love that stuff but eventually, this is $50 right now. Five years' time, it won't be $50 to do yeah. these movies. The market price will drive it down yeah. the more people that invest in this. And the more money they see they can make out, let's just keep people at home. We like Netflix will probably still be building. All of those other like, streaming services still be building, doing their own movies. They're buying stuff like The Little Prince now. Mm. So they're already going into, we're going to take these films and bring them straight to your home anyway so mm. you don't have to leave your house at all. They're going to prove that works because I guarantee you that's going to work right now. Yeah. What, it ha- what happens in the future? I don't know. But it's going to drive that price of this shit down. It's going to drive the yeah. price of tickets down. Which is only going to... It really will. Like That will empty out cinemas. It will. Like yeah. Not all and cinemas. That's a, that's it's not playing of- an apocalyptic picture. But there are a lot of cinemas. And it will empty out a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and cinemas were really on a downfall up until about what, six, seven years ago. And now they're the highest they've ever done. Like Cinemas mm. are making more money than they've yeah. ever made any money. And I, and I think it'd be really messed up too for... Like you're, when you go to a movie theater, there's people who need jobs too. So there's a lot of people there, and to close down yeah. theaters, that's like really yeah, it's an industry. Oh, yeah, it's an industry. But um, I understand what its intentions are. I just think it's very flawed. I mean, you can't stop it. That's the yeah. problem. And I'm just really. I would totally torrent shit. I probably would not. I mean, I would maybe torrent, <laughs> um, and maybe not go to cinema as much, but because I could get it for free if that was possible if i was that kind of person but then, of course. yeah but then but then you've got to start valuing cinema and you're not going to value cinema by exclusivity yeah. you know if, if you piss people off because they the only place they can go and see it is having to pay for you know view or whatever 17 pounds is it nowadays which is ridiculous strange. whereas a cinema um that we go to a lot because we love the experience hi lido and hawthorne you're <laughs> awesome they're totally they, listening right now. Like, no, well, if you're ever in Melbourne, it's a great cinema. And they they curate films for you, which is exactly what a cinema should be doing. Mm-hmm. And they're independent and they have film festivals and they have um, seasons of classic films or yes. uh, genre seasons or whatever. And then they have all the other big stuff as well, mm-hmm. which is great. And they've got a rooftop and it's just a wonderful experience. And that's what cinema should be, not sitting in some stinking multiplex that's rat infested and yeah. paying you know $15 for some popcorn yeah but you're buying I mean I mean what you're talking about is cinema pricing and particularly in London where it's astronomically horrible here it's nowhere like it and and this is fucking LA you know Mm. this is a huge city this is where movies are born (laughs) no but it's a prime when I came over because it's LA it's going to be comparative to London no nowhere near like London's 
stupid prices but yeah. london's economy is stupid prices for everything it's yeah. ridiculous yeah. but um, you're not getting the value that you should be getting and if yeah but that i don't think that has i think that's a i think that's a different discussion from mm. then does that mean everything should be open to everyone day one at home so they don't have to go to the cinema it's like that's that's a conversation about which cinemas you know apply to what yeah. you want them to be some mm. people don't want that experience you're talking about some people want to go to the big car parking lot and that's how they want to park their car, it's you know. And it's the same with cinema. And loud sounds. That's what they want. Yeah. And I see the validity in that completely. And yeah. when you don't have to pay stupid premium prices like mm-hmm. London, that's fine. You know, like why not? Um, I, I don't. It's kind of just coming back to what you were saying before. Like it's inevitable. You can't argue against it. It's going to happen. I will hundred percent buy one. Mm. I will use it. And my worry is that I will get used to using it and then it'll become convenient and I'll just keep doing it. Yeah, that's and I don't want happen. that. I really don't want that. I just want to get you hooked. Oh, yeah. And I'll need that's to control really myself. what it is. You have to self-motivate. You're like, you're like, man, I'm losing so much money. Yeah, because you're paying $50 a ticket yeah. and you just, oh, just watch the entire theater. Around. Yeah. 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 No, I won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no. I you're probably. own with your virtual reality goggles. You're just like, I just want to watch But that's this why but cinema movie. is important because it's a collective experience and a solo experience. Yeah. yeah. You go to the film and you are on your own because you're in the dark and it's so big yeah. and loud. And but you're surrounded by people and you yeah. get that buzz like you're saying when you go to a restroom or when you come out of it and you see what people are affected by and it's really yeah. cool and nice. Yeah. Doing it at home with a bunch of people isn't the same because everyone's talking the whole time. Everyone's pausing to go to the toilet. Everyone's eating their food yeah. and you can hear everything. You yeah, know? that happens then when you have, have a movie night. Friend. You have a movie night and then someone's like, oh, I gotta go. Sorry, guys. <laughs> like, but not in my movie nights. Everyone gets Hannibal Lecter masks on and they have to sit there and watch the whole sit movie. Sit there and <laughs> So that's how they do it down there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was fun. I'm and also, it's the guy who ruined the music industry. Yeah, no, but that's honestly the biggest point is when people when they're talking about this stuff like all you have to look at like everything else that happens in humanity look at history <laughs> look oh. at what happened before and you don't even have to logic jump too much here because it's the same fucking dude <laughs> yeah. he's doing the same <laughs> fucking Shit. thing and he's trying to go time, legal about it last now. time yeah. he gave it away for free mm. yeah and guess what he's not doing it this time someone else will yeah, yeah. and it's you know it's you you can only at the moment get those cinematic experiences torrented via bad fucking cams or nice cams, but horrible sound. Yeah, That's the only way you can do it. Yeah, You can't get the immediate thing unless it's been passed around internally and it's leaked somehow, which does occasionally happen. And the dudes that are totally endorsing it are guys who aren't really doing much. They're about to pretty much retire out. I mean, except for JJ. JJ, he's, <laughs> he's just doing all right. Making, he's just making sure. He's doing all right. But like Martin Scorsese and Steven Spielberg, what the fuck are those guys? They're not gonna be doing he's shit. Making much Indiana longer. Jones five. Yeah, he wants yeah. You to, to watch it from God. your home. Yeah, fuck that noise. Sorry. Uh, but seriously, it's <laughs> so dumb. Sorry. It's not. I, but that's the problem. Is it's not. I'm just. I understand if it's. I understand if it's like a week after the movie's out. Like, do it. Because no, I. I that. Well, point yeah. I think. It. I think you present something interesting. Because this is the thing. It's. It's. Yes, there is a faction of people who can't go and see films on day one because of X. Yeah. That really fucking want to. Yeah. I'm sorry for them. I don't care. Like, I don't care. I'm that person sometimes. Don't feel sorry for me if I can't go on that day. (laughs) It's because something else was more important. Yeah. It's really that simple. Your life is a series of priorities. And it's my problem with all that. Like, I have no real objectionable problem with this. I Like I say, I have a a problem with what it's going to lead to. Yeah. and it's my real problem with all entertainment things and with all art, which just comes down to a big discussion, which we might all disagree on. But my personal thing is art isn't free. Like most of the things, art doesn't belong to the public. I don't agree with that at all. Yeah. Um, 
so I don't believe people get to be entitled to art. And I don't believe exactly. people get to be upset when something is priced out of their bracket. It's like, well, then you don't get to do that. And guess what? If not enough people don't do that, they won't do that ever again. <laughs> or that company will fold. It's really that simple. And I don't... It just upsets me with stuff like this. Like, you can't go and see the film? Well, I'm sorry. You decided something else was more important in your life. You decided life. to have a child. <laughs> well, what, yeah, but that was still a choice. That was a choice. You, don't, yeah. you shouldn't enter into a child knowing, like, thinking, yeah. oh, my life will stay the same. Yeah. But no, you won't get to go to the cinema yeah, you can't much. go to the movies. You can't go drinking with your homies yeah. and see a movie. So great. It's not like these fucking movies are never coming out. Yeah. It's not like you don't wait one month or two months and you get to have that experience. Mm-hmm. If it's really that important for you, you would go down a mile yeah, down the road the and go and see something. Yeah, but it isn't for a lot of people. Yeah, so they shouldn't have an option. It's like, if it's not that important for them, it's like, and that's what they're saying, it's like they're applying to this bracket of people who wouldn't be going to the cinema anyway. Mm. I just, I don't understand that logic. I really don't. Um, I, sh- I don't know. Because those people who don't care, they're not going to pay, I guarantee you this, they're not going to pay $50 <laughs> yeah. per film. It's not going to happen. They probably ask the questions, uh, if there was a service that offered you to watch a movie that's released day one release, but you could watch it at home, would you be interested? That's probably the question. They're like, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. And it had nothing to do with pricing. Do you know who cares about seeing a movie on day one and are really upset? Pretentious idiots like me <laughs> yeah. and directors like the people talking and people who are out traveling or working on things in the creative industry and are all upset because they can't get to the cinema that day. And if they had just said, oh, I can pay $50, which isn't that much to me because mm-hmm. they yeah. are whoever they are. Absolutely. And that's who they're fucking catering to. That's 100% who they really came. They can say as much as they want. It's like this working man thing. It's like not. They don't mm-hmm. care really about yeah. the films and they're not paying $50 yeah, I wouldn't for this. Pay. I would just torrent it. Um, if I was on to watch it for free. No, exactly. No, but that's no, but they would. If like, I was that will guy, torrent of course. It, and this will make it easier for them to torrent it. Yeah. So I guess they're applying to it in that way. <laughs> and then everyone's like, "Why? Why is there, we're not making money in this industry anymore?" But it's not that hard. I mean, it's yeah. interesting what you're saying. Leave it a week. Leave it two weeks. Maybe you know, like close the window bracket. I remember yeah. when I was don't growing do day up, one. That's like a horrible idea. Or even the first week because I. If I was a person who knew I could get it for free, I wouldn't go. I would just be like, oh, I'll just wait for it to be up on a torrent site. It's balancing that incentive margin. Because I remember being a kid in England and it would be six months, nine months, a year later. And maybe the same in Australia still. Like, yeah, till you get the content that America was getting. Yeah. And it drove me crazy as a kid. But guess what? You lived. You survived, (laughs) man. I'm still still here. here. You're still watching movies. I looked at other content that I probably wouldn't have, you know, taken in. And it makes makes you discover other things while you're waiting. You're like, oh, well, I'm looking forward to this superhero thing. What other superhero movies are there? Like, and don't get me wrong. I think, you know, a lot. I understand marketplace regionality. I understand why you have to test waters. I understand how much money that distribution costs. And you've got to test it because everywhere's different. Like when you get a best of CD of a band, it's different in every country because it depends what's applicable. I understand all of that. I am actually for, yeah, I would love a unified global market with stuff. I'd love something to come out on the mm. same day everywhere. And we're getting closer to that. Most films mm. now do, particularly in Europe and America mm. anyway. But You're it's not the worst it. thing in the world if people have to wait a little bit sometimes. Okay. I don't think it is. I think it's. I think we're just pandering to a very um, unfairly demanding and entitled generation. Silence. And on that note, bye bye, Uchak. All right. 
We'll get the guys' thoughts on this next week, and I'm sure something else will happen. Let's have a little look at the box office. Wait. Last week, we said the following. Who do you want to represent? Do you want to represent Nate or Alex? Do you get to inherit the uh, box office well, I don't even know. What was the no, thing on the box office? Go no, what was like better? Yeah, I'm going to go with Nate and talk like Nate. <laughs> Nate said Zootopia would be at number one. It would be. Allegiant will now be at number two. Ten Cloverfield Lane will be at number three. No. Alex said exactly the same. Gosh, yeah. Uh, Nicholas said Zootopia, then Allegiant, then Deadpool. And I said Allegiant at number one, Zootopia, and then Ten Cloverfield. This is what happened. You excited? I'm excited. Number 15 was Cap... Oh, fucking that. Number 14 was Hello, My Name is Doris. Sweet. <laughs> I'm tired of saying stuff I can't say. This is It's called Kapoor and Sons, and then it says Since 1921. Huh. I don't understand that sentence. Yeah, yeah, no. Number so. 13 is The Young Messiah. Number 12, Gods of Egypt. Number 11, Risen. Getting all those Jesus films in one yeah. place. Yeah, Great. Very important. Number 10, The Revenant. Number Ooh. 9, The Brothers Grimsby. You miss Nate see that. Oh, acting out bits Lord. of The Brothers Grimsby. I want to see the movie. Oh. Oh. Well, Nate's told me. Oh, really, it's really bad? Yeah. Oh, okay, they're horrendous. I like Mark Strong. Though. They hide in a... No. 8, The Perfect Match. 7, Whiskey, Tango, Foxtrot. I heard good things. Really? Yeah. Mm, interesting. 6, London Has Fallen. It has fallen. Five. Deadpool. No. Ah, Nuclear is out. Four. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Everyone's out. Because guess what? Alex didn't report on a film that was coming out this week. (laughs) That made a ton of money. Called Miracles from Heaven at number three. Yeah. Uh, Came in at nearly $15 million. Yeah. You didn't know that movie was coming out? I I blame Alex. Number two, indeed, was Allegiant. Yep. Um, I was wrong. Everyone else was right. Number one was Zootopia. Yeah, so I got two out of three. You got the top two right. But it doesn't mean anything. I know. Don't, I, don't no, kid yourself. See, so yeah, I just said miracle. It doesn't mean anything. Heaven miracle. I'm just saying. Jess, and just for you, I know we're pressed for time, so we're going to yes. whip through this. But we're going to do a little bit of a, a, a tiny quiz that we did last week. Bear and A? No, Bay or Nay. <laughs> we did a fun Bay and A one one time. Of what quotes did Michael Bay say and which ones didn't he say? <laughs> it was amazing. He has some good quotes. Yeah. He does. Oh, Ooh, that Jesus as... thingamajig. <laughs> <laughs> Such as I was it. I don't care if the camera stops working. Just keep fucking filming. <laughs> and <laughs> don't you? I've slept with more women than all of you. <laughs> or don't you come? That's the least sexiest thing you do. Michael yeah. Bay rule number three hundred eight. Yeah. Like <laughs> Please don't you come. Wow. Yeah. That's the least sexiest thing you can do. What a guy. Yeah. Really a role model. Mm. Um, so what we played, we ripped off IGN UK of a podcast, and they do a little thing where they take the keywords on IMDb for a movie. Okay. And they give you eight of the keywords, and you got to guess what the movie is. All right. You get a point for each one. Let's and you're not it. on the map yet this year, Justin. So, oh, um, man. All right, let's do so this. This is your chance. Nicholas playing, of course, for the guests. Wait. The guests. Dun, 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 dun. So you played last week. Did you get a point last week? I got... I can't remember. can't remember. Either. I hadn't seen half of the points. I remember Nate obliterated yeah, everyone. Nate was he was just getting them on first like one. First one. Was like, yeah. That's I don't it. know how the fuck he did it. So yeah. I've tried to make it a little bit more obscure this week, but we'll see. The yeah. films are still big. Okay. Okay. Well, most of them. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to read out the keywords. Uh, high school. You can say as many as you want, just in films. Wait, that's in the title or just like a no, keyword? No, no, it's just keywords that you get on IMDb. You know, like underneath on IMDb, you'll get keywords. There might be 100 or 200 keywords mm-hmm. for the film. Things to do with and the it's, film. It's a movie that just came out? No, no, no. no. Um, These are just big movies. High School Musical? No. California. <laughs> Telephone. Mingles. Suburbia. Mahalan Drive. Wrongful <laughs> imprisonment. 
Who? I scroll around for presents. Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Film geek. High school, California, telephone, suburbia. Oh, Scream in prison. or something like that? Yes. Yeah. We had two more to go. You got it? it. Scream. Scream. Oh, okay. We had tied to a chair was the next one. <laughs> and then masked man. Oh, I would have got it then. Nicola. Yeah. <gasps> this is too Film high. two. Prophecy. Pirate. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Wizard. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Lego. Lego movie. <laughs> you got it. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Lego movie. Ooh, I, like, I love that film. <sighs> Everything is awesome. I was going to have fun with that one. A pirate, wizard, astronaut, good cop, bad yeah, cop, cowboy, that. pig, and then <laughs> <Yeah>. construction worker. <laughs> Third movie. You got to get in right here. I'm still okay. I'm trying. <laughs> Boy. Single parent. Flashback. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? No. <laughs> Road accident. What? <laughs> Director cameo. Wait, what? No. Hanged child. I'm going to leave the last two for a second. So you got Can boy, single parent, flashback, road accident, director cameo, hanged child. These are all big films. Actually, all these films right now are taken from top 30, 40 films of all time. Grossing. Hanged child, boy, accident. Plot twist. Brick? No. There was no car accident. But there was a movie he was in that had a car accident. Boy, single parent, okay. flashback, road accident, director cameo, hang child, plot twist. There's one more left. You six cents? Yes! Oh. That's six Got cents! <laughs> I never saw it. You never saw it? <laughs> so I went. It had all of those things. Yeah, I, that's why I didn't know. The last one was going to be psychiatrist. Would that have been enough? Was that too obscure? No, that was perfect. I just never saw that movie. It's really hard to get pick the right keywords, so it's not too yeah. obscure. But if you pick certain keywords, it's just like, well, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. movie four. There's five of these. Airport. Terminal. France. Booby trap. Dancing. Sexy dance. Sexy dance, yeah. <laughs> it is not sexy. Okay. Airport, dancing in France. It's pet spider. Airport France, booby trap, dancing, pet spider. There are three more. Let me know when you want next one. Okay, next one. Kid. Parent trap. <laughs> no, <laughs> but you're in a good region. Um, two more. Criminal. Airport France, booby trap. Dancing, pet spider, kid, oh. criminal. I'm gonna go one more. Okay, give us the last one. Really? Mm. Yeah. Christmas. Airport France, booby trap, dancing, pet spider, kid. The first two might throw you off a little bit. Pet spider, kid, criminal, Christmas. Is it one of the Catch Home me Alone as you ones? Can. Home it Alone? is indeed Home Alone one. Ha. Oh, home alone. There you what? go. Airport in France. I can't yeah, but their parents are at the airport at the beginning and they're going uh, to France. Oh. They're going to France. you off. Throws you oh, off yeah. a little bit. Hell, honestly. Does. Well, a pet but I thought by the time you get into pet spider and kid. Did he have a pet spider? Criminal. Oh, man. So he puts it on the guy's face and he's like, ah, ah. Oh, yeah. And he really I've... did it and the guy was terrified of spiders. Nice. Final movie. Okay, gotta get mm -hmm. this. Jester might not get this. Okay. This one is not 
from the top 30. Okay. Exploitation. Girl. Sci-fi. Misty Monday. Absurd. Frankenstein. Cream. <laughs> this is so obscure. The last word is shark. Whoa. Shark- Sharknado. Sharknado. No. <laughs> that other shark movie. Uh, um, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. No, I'm afraid it was Dick Shark, Yours. Nicola. Dick Shark. You didn't get the Dick oh, Shark one. Oh, no. I got a point. Oh. Last week, Justin, we found a wonderful film called Dick Shark, Dick which shark. I'll tell you about later. Yeah, uh, it's, it's quite a phenomenon. It's quite incredible. I have it coming on DVD. It's three and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. What? It costs $16,000. Um, if you haven't, if you weren't listening last week, go back and listen to last week. That's one. You won. Yeah. Uh, Nicola, you got three points. Woo-hoo. Justin's won. I thought I was, in, but Justin got one for a film he hadn't seen before, which is yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah I've, I've only seen Home Alone when I was a kid, so I don't even. Yeah, well, same. Yeah. But yeah, no. I hey. don't remember. Yeah. It's just because of Lego Movie. Mm. Vamp about that for one second, because Alex was meant to send me the releases for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he's not here Release. so I'm just checking if he sent it to me check my phone just in case yeah, check boop, my phone boop, too. hey guys I'm not I've got to do this you, this is uh, when you no. vamp oh got 86 new followers this is when you vamp yeah do you when are you, uh, you vamping right now Nicola explain what happened with you oh right so um, <laughs> interestingly um, I have an Instagram account for my production company called rat and dragon which is rat underscore and underscore dragon and last night Instagram started following me or us, I should say. Wait, Instagram as in like... like... As in Instagram, Instagram. And so Whoa. I... And they don't follow people. They yeah, they follow 91 people, including me. You are now or number us. 91. I am number 91. And my followers have jumped um, by 2,500 since last night. What? That I is know. amazing. I'm very confused. But hey. That's cool. Awesome. Instagram so is following cool. you. Instagram is following Rat and Dragon. Very happy. There you go. You can follow me too. Hey, we went to the Getty. Yeah. Where did you spend it? Did you go to Getty? Nice. I think we're in tomorrow because I have friends in town. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Yeah. I've, I've very, been, very nice. And I've been to the villa, which is mm. also really cool. Mm. I like sculptures. Bust. <laughs> Bust. 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 Mm. Oh, I also forgot. I meant to start this podcast with an apology. Oh. Because on last week's podcast, I used the word pimp many, <laughs> many times. Yes. <laughs> I think three times, maybe. Um, and I apologize. That was uncouth of me. And it won't happen again. Promise. Um, I've made a concerted effort this week not to say that word once. Yes. Other than to explain that I'm not going to say. You've been writing on that piece of paper. Yeah, I just have, I just scrawled it all over the walls of the thing. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. We missed out on the releases coming out very quickly then. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Movies, of course. Batman vs. Superman starts this Friday, but mm-hmm. you can see it on Thursday because it's one of those movies where it comes out on Friday. Mm-hmm. But you can see it on Thursday. I don't really understand that. And no, all the posters I everywhere is, you know, the Friday sense. release date, but then it's widespread on Thursday. Explain it to me, Justin. We're going to see this movie. No, uh, I don't know why. They're, they're just trying to confuse the peoples. They're just trying to confuse Well, us. they probably want they're everyone to watch it by Friday. They're like, hey, it's, you know, Thursday, but Friday. Yeah, they don't want to have those big numbers. And then yeah, get that nice difficult. weekend. How are you, how you feeling with that? Are you excited? I'm um, excited to see, you know, the bad guy punch the super dude and uh, the wonder lady comes in and she's like, what? And then the monster's like, uh, and then they do the thing. It's crazy. That'll be the movie. Yeah. Uh, um, but 
I, I'm, I don't care for Jesse Eisenberg, but everything else, yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm not looking forward to Jesse. He just, he just looks like he's trying trying to do it too hard. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe he's the best part. Who knows? Who knows? Who uh, knows? I've heard Wonder Woman's the best part. Yeah, yeah, she already <laughs> is. Um, I haven't even seen it. My Big Fat Greek <laughs> Wedding 2 comes I out. I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> the first one. <laughs> just kidding. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? <laughs> it was hilarious. I loved it. Oh, really? It was really I funny. Just... It was very sweet. I didn't like it at the time, but I just read an article about how um, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 1 isn't as good as people remember it to be. But I didn't like it at the time, so I can't really speak. Mm-hmm. But apparently people are going back to it and realizing, okay. oh. Yeah. I might watch it again. Wasn't that great? Um, I Saw the Light, a story of uh, country western singer Hank Williams. Oh, cool. Um, and Born to be Blue, a reimagining of jazz legend Chet Baker. So we've got a couple full of jazzy blues films coming out. Um, I saw the light. A lot of musicals coming out. Stars Tom Hiddleston and Elizabeth Olsen. Um, and Born to Blue stars Ethan Hawke. Those are coming out. They're movies. Games released on uh, right now. Dare the Tentacle comes out, a special edition on PS4, Vita, and PC. You like that? You like the old point and click adventure games? Yeah. Okay. You just look like you're like, oh, <laughs> Dare the Tentacle. What are you talking about? Tentacles. Uh, <laughs> Dragon Fantasy, The Black Tome of Ice comes to PS4. Sweet. So again, as we say every week, there's why video games don't get taken seriously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fallout 4, we talked about the Automaton DLC. Uh, Lick Dom, Battle Mage, Xbox One and PS4. So this is by a developer who made this game that came out just the week before Hitman came out and it was a Hitman game and it was the worst game I've played in years and me and Mikey Nooch were playing it in San Francisco just remembering this is what bad games used to feel like because you don't really get bad games anymore. You really don't. Most games now are good to amazing. Um, It's really bad. Really bad. Um, And this is from the same people and they use names like this. Lick Dom Battle Mage. (laughs) Don't put mage in your title. What are you doing? (laughs) Uh, Nelly Kutalot, the Foul Fleet, <laughs> comes to PC, Mac, and Linux, apparently. But I don't believe out. it. <laughs> out of the Park Baseball, PC. Uh, that looked kind of cool, Republic comes to PS4. That's maybe pretty cool. And Trackmania Turbo, the yes. Xbox One, PS4, <laughs> and PC. There's also actually Rally, um, what's it called? Uh, I know it comes out today. Is Rally Evo, which is actually a really cool rally game. Um, for Xbox One and PS4, I believe. Definitely for Xbox One because I've got it coming. Um, they're the things. What do we think then next weekend with the with the what's going to happen? Is Utopia going to lose out to Batman versus Superman? Is my big fat Greek wedding going to beat everybody, or is some jazz and blues? Uh, it's going to be the Batman movie guy, and then the uh, uh, zoo zoo tubes. Zoo tubes. <laughs> and then uh, you got the Greek fat. The big fat Greeky. <laughs> so you're going there Batman, Zootopia, big fat Greek. Yep. Nicola. Yeah, I'd say the same. Same. It's definitely going to be Batman and Superman, number one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to know a big fat Greek wedding because it's been so long, isn't it? Yeah. It has, has a good heritage. People love it. It does, yeah. People remember it and and um, and the people that watched it back in the day would still be interested in it. It's not like a kid's film that now has got a franchise mm. five years on. Mm. Or an old person's film where everyone's kind of retired or died off. I'm going to say, yeah, Batman. I'm going to say Zootopia will still be up there because kids go back to these yeah. movies again and again. And then I'm actually going to say before we... Oh, fuck me, man. I don't know. Yeah. I was thinking about putting it second, but I mean, that's like... Really yeah, I'm probably going to put it third as well. Mm. But it's not very really interesting. I'll make it interesting. I'll say Legion will hang on to third. Big Fat Greek Wedding will be just under Oh, that's crazy, man. That's everything that we have to say. Oh um, my if, gosh. If you're not following us, then you should be following us. Yeah. Not physically. 
No, yes, <laughs> because we'll get restraining orders. Um, but please, we are we are test. Oh, sorry, how do you say that? We are we are tessellate. Yes. We no, are t- we You're remixing it. If you want to follow us or find us or watch our movies, we, we make movies uh, in LA and London and Tokyo. Yo. We do this podcast. We do reviews. Our new website is up and being sort of airbrushed together a little bit. Um, getting those airbrushed abs on. Yeah. Yep. So if you want to check all that stuff out, go to wearetessellate.com. Um, you can look for us on, please go to iTunes. Type in Tessellate and Geeks. It's easy way to get us right now. You get our podcast up, subscribe to us, leave some comments, leave a rating. You go on YouTube, type in We Are Tessellate on that and you'll get all of our video content up as well. You can watch the video version of this podcast if you want to. I mean, you don't have to, but Nicola will wave at you right now. You do a little dance. Justin will join in. Now nice. they're naked. <laughs> uh, so you should be watching Ooh. that one. Um, and you can email us directly, wearetessellate at outlook.com or if you're going to wearetessellate.com, we have you know, a little envelope there you can click on. Yeah. And spread the love, you know, tell people about it. Do, please do tell people about it. We appreciate it. Um, Justin, how can people chat to you? Uh, it's Radley. It's Radley, there you go. That's simple. <laughs> it's uh, is that on all the social medias? Um, I don't do the twit, tweeting. You want to do the tweeting? I don't know. It's just I don't really think people want to know. It's like, ah, oh, I just woke up, went back to sleep. You did it. You did instas. <laughs> I so do you just insta. do pictures of you waking up. Yeah, just picture me of waking up. Sometimes, dogs, food. <laughs> no, yeah, you know. do. You have the best pictures of yeah. Dogs. If you're looking for animals, you know, and how cute they can be, I take really good pictures. It's true. It's true. Um, and then video games. That's uh, that's it. That's where you can find me. Just that name on everything. Okay. The amount of people just invade your game. Yeah, j- jump in. You know. If you can find me. <laughs> um, I think they can. You just told them. Uh, Dang it. <laughs> Nicola, as we said last week, you're driving well, doing cool things, making cool, beautiful videos. Where can people see this stuff? Uh, they can see it on ratdandragon.com. That is R-E-T-A-N-D-D-R-A-G-O-N.com. Uh, we also have an Instagram account that's blowing up at the moment. Yeah, so don't do that. You've got enough attention there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rat underscore no and underscore dragon. No Instagram. one follow me. No one do it. <laughs> I've got enough followers already. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the ev- first time I've ever been able to say anything like that. <laughs> and it's not true. Please it follow. It is true. I post stuff. It's fun. We both post stuff. You do. Uh, you have some really pretty video uh, pictures. I was looking through some yeah. of them. And well. Saxon's working on our skydiving stuff at the moment in Melbourne. Um, so he's going to be posting some really interesting stuff from the editing suite. Yeah, you should show Justin some videos when we're done. Yeah. Um, and you can follow me. I'm Mr. Al White on all the social medias. On Xbox, I'm Smudge without a U, which is confusing, on PlayStation. I would change it, but it won't let you change your PlayStation names. What can I do? Mm. Um, and yeah, uh, next week we will be back on Tuesday with more of this stupid stuff with so- hopefully Alex and Nate. <laughs> and we're out! Woo. We're out, geeks! Geeks! Okay, bye. Geeks! Geeks! geeks. <laughs> Woo. Time for donuts. Oh, yeah, donuts time. Oh, oh, man. Donuts time. Oh. That was a long-